Hey everybody, this is Heather. And this is Jennifer Buxton. And welcome to the 12th episode of the Mayors in Black podcast. The podcast for hobbyists, by hobbyists. So how you doing, Jen? I'm pretty good. You okay with that mic in your face? Uh, we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jen is pinch hitting for uh, Jackie today. Jackie is on a plane trying to escape the snow in Denver and going back to New Jersey. Um, apparently there was snow in Vegas. So now we're squarely pinning on this terrible weather onto Jackie. So thank you, Jen, for, for agreeing to co-host with me. This show is about, uh, Namo Pamo. So, <laughs> so before we get into the meat of the show, uh, we have, uh, the intro to the show and we're going to talk about the shout outs. I really want to thank some, some people that recognize the show, uh, Barb Ness and Anna Helt, who, uh, graciously, uh, tagged us and decided to uh praise the show on their on their uh facebook pages and thanks to jennifer scott my other jennifer that i love to death for guesting last week it was um, a well-received show and everybody really loved your segment so thanks jen we want to talk about new countries so uh we just talked last week i don't know if you've listened to the latest show jen but we just talked last week that we had no listeners in africa and lo and behold south africa popped up yesterday and that's pretty good because I'm not even sure. Well, I know we haven't for Namo Pamo, but I'm not even sure that my blogs had many hits in Africa. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, model horses are not a thing in Africa for the most part. So um, it's in Pretoria. Uh, I'm I'm not really sure about the, the layout of South Africa, but whoever you are, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wanted to plug the um, mentor-mentee program. We have um, a new person from Region 10 looking for a mentor. And we have a young lady from the UK who is uh, who is also after someone to uh, to mentor her in England. So I will put those up on uh, the page for mentors and mentees and check it out. We really um, we have a lot of young people that are really into this program. So um, hopefully somebody can reach out and and help them. And on the next show, it will focus on the new customizers because I mean I think Jen will agree with me that there's just a bow wave of uh, excitement. In, in the world of not only just painting, but true customization, true what we used to call uh, massive recustomization right. or, or or what was the word we used to use? I can't even remember. Well, anymore. it was RepRam at one point. Well, but... <laughs> it was RH, right? right? It was repaint, repair, yeah. but, but the extreme customization, like extreme custom repaint, rehair, like there are horses out there that I swear I don't recognize. And there are just some really talented people in this hobby that are out of the mainstream that people don't know about. It it amazes me every year with Namo Pamo with some of the horses that come up. I'm like, where did that come from? Because it's amazing. Uh, That's also one of the things I wanted to address in the intro is I feel like, and not, not that I feel bad about it because I love these artists like Mindy Berg, Nikki, Nikki Button O'Neill, Amanda, Amanda Brock. Brock, Stephanie Blaylock, uh, Jen Danza. Kylie but, Parks. Kylie Parks. <laughs> Kylie Barks. So yeah. she can be a killer bee. Um, talking about them all the time. And they're the focus of our, our shows and our new releases for the artists a lot. And I feel like there's tons of artists out there that I either don't know about or I don't know where they're talking about what they're doing. So if you have a blog or you know someone that deserves some attention, email us at info at mayorsandblack.com. So that we can, you know, start to diversify the new releases section with a, a with a with a, a wider representation of the hobby, if you will. So, I mean, Jen and I were just going through the Namo Pamo 
um, stuff for today to warm up for the show. And it was just amazing to me, the people I had never heard of. And that's that's been a really consistent thing in the three years of Namo Pamo that some of the horses come up and I'm like, this is amazing. And right. I've never heard your name now. You know, some of them I know because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember from last year you did that amazing Rona. So, of course, you're doing an amazing aura on this year. <laughs> that would be Natalie. But, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. And I mean, it, it, and, and I feel like, you know, I know customizers like, like, obviously, we talk about Sarah, but I know Myla Pierce is out there. You know, I don't know if she's as prolific as she used to be, but she does great stuff. Carolyn Boydston, I don't, I don't do enough about her. So, you know, I, I need to know the outlets where people are at and showing stuff. And some people speed up right before Briarfest, so we, so we're more invested right. in them then. But yeah, I mean, if you know somebody that's out there rocking and rolling, just you know, let us know because I want to talk about everyone in this hobby. We want to be inclusive of, of anybody that's doing amazing stuff out there or showing, you know, even if you think an artist has turned the corner, like we've talked a lot about that, she, right? That, you know, artists, they idle for a while. And then if they want to take their game up to the next level, all of a sudden their work has changed, you know, after a period of seeming to kind of plateau. And it happens all the time, you know. So we're super interested in that. And it's so exciting when that happens. Yes, too. it is. It, it is. It's the best. And I really enjoy telling artists, you know, because you don't want to. As I call myself a civilian, you know, I just mostly <laughs> buy artwork, even though I'm, an, you know, kind of an artist in a different way. You don't want to tell somebody when you think that they're not mediocre, but not up to their full potential. So it's a real joy when someone turns the corner to say, literally say, you have turned a corner and you're so much better than you were last year. And then they appreciate it. You know what I mean? Well, that's one of the things I really try to do with Namo Pemo is every time somebody finishes a horse, I give them a compliment, you know, tell them, congratulations, you're a winner. But I really try to look at their horse and see what is actually really great about this horse. And sometimes I think just having somebody that feedback to say, you know, your horse is great, you're a winner, but wow, I love the shading on the legs can really help them yep. to get there and right. to see what they're doing really, truly well. Yep. Okay, so uh, I think that wraps the intro. We're going to move into the news and start talking about uh, the stuff going on in the horse world this week. The Mares in Black podcast. Okay. Hi, this is Heather with MaresInBlack.com, and I am with Angelo Zunick, one of the newest hobby people in uh, the Colorado scene. And she's actually from Croatia. So tell me about moving to the States. Um, well, it was a long experience. Um, the entire visa process took me over two years to complete. Wow. Um, and then the hardest part for me physically was actually the flight because I had to go through three airports and it was uh, in total over 18 hours of flying. So getting into the States was a little bit tough, but it was definitely worth it. Well, that's great. So did you, were you into horses and uh, model horses in Croatia? Yes. So um, my first contact with horses was because I was working as a stable hand, so I was grooming neighbor's horses. And I started off with just being a little bit too interested in the kids' toys, like the Schleich and the <laughs> Safari and stuff like that. Um, and so I collected those for a little bit, and that's that was my first experience with sculpting and with painting. I would just kind of slap some acrylic, slap some clay on them. And then when I got into America, the, I didn't even know about Briar existing. Right. 
Um, I actually went to a local thrift store and I found a briar horse, but I have never seen a horse that realistic, so I picked right, it up. Right, right. And it was actually the classic um, Arabian mare by Hess. So, you yeah. know, it was the one with the tail connected to the leg. Um, and I started painting her and I re-sculpted her like several times. And then when I, once I was done, someone mentioned to me that I could sell her on Facebook because there are Facebook groups for model horse people. Right. That was the end of it all. That's how I fell <laughs> into the rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I uh, sold her, bought a lot more, met some awesome people. Um, and the Colorado scene just kind of happened. Um, because yeah, because we met you at an estate sale. Yeah, that's right. We, we met at an estate sale in Aurora, and that's how I got into contact with some Colorado people. Started going to shows to socialize, so on and so forth. <laughs> so, and you this is your second year in Enamel Pena? Yes. So the first year I participated because I just kind of ran into it. I saw people talking about it through their statuses, and I was wondering what it was. Ended up joining, ended up finishing my course on time. It was really fun. Um, I met some awesome people. I've always been interested in trying pastels, and one of the people from the group actually sent me some samples of pastels, so that was really cool. So that was my first year. Um, now is my second year, and I'm finishing um, a Lipizzan um, course. He's my first he looks great. Thank you. He looks great. Yeah, he's my first gray, my first Earth Thingman's um, piece, so I'm really proud of him. He's not perfect, but he's charming. <laughs> well, fantastic, and you're coming to Candyland Line, right? Yes, I'm coming to Candyland Line to just socialize and say hi. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. Yeah, and also probably buy some horses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Thank you, Angelo. You're welcome. Okay, so we're back with the news. Oddly enough, we don't have any uh, corrections this week. I don't know if it's because we weren't wrong or if no one has told us we're wrong. So <laughs> probably the latter. So uh, let's move on to Briarfest. Uh, the resin futurity is uh, upon us. Uh, we were, we were, and I think we've talked about it in shows before with Jackie that we didn't know if that show was going to happen again. It was super small last year. I think it was, what, 25 people, Jen? I, I don't know, but I think it was... It was the first year and it, it was, was small. It was in the actual host hotel in the Clarion. And I think it's at uh, the Sheraton Four Points this year. And I think I saw that Stacy Quick, who is the show manager, um, said that uh, they can accommodate 35 people this year, which is a, which is a big jump. So uh, we'll have a link on the blog to uh, the show packet. And we're glad that that show is happening again this year. So uh, the other thing is we wanted to talk about the guest horses at Briarfest. We know little Ricky Rocker is coming back every year. Uh, yeah, <laughs> little Ricky Rocker <laughs> is there every year. And, you know, deservedly so. He's a, he's a cutie Appaloosa. Oliver, who is the celebration horse and also a police horse at the park. Kentucky uh, Horse Park is going to be there. Right. Have you ever seen Oliver in person? I haven't, but I've just been to one Briarfest. Oh, that's right. So, I forget. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I forget. So Oliver, we were talking last week about how we didn't think Oliver uh, saw any uh, saw any melees or anything, but then we realized he was the horse that used to lead the uh, the march the first day into the uh, Ninja Pit. Uh, so, yeah. He, he, he's seen this year. Yeah. The next horse is uh, Truly Unsurpassed, which is on the Lady Phase this year with this beautiful uh, paint. Uh, bay, she's a beautiful bay paint. Um, and we're really thrilled that she's coming to the show. Dominante. God, is that 20, 29? <laughs> 
I'm like, I don't I'm remember. Glad I, don't rem- knows. I don't remember my uh, my Roman, Roman numerals, numerals anymore. <laughs> uh, I, is on Duende is a beautiful bay. As you all know, I'm obsessed with Duende. Yeah, that's uh, a really so, pretty horse. Yeah, and my chestnut, I, I just want to kiss on the face all the time. So this bay, I can't wait to get my... I saw Cameron had uh, showed pictures of his Duende, his uh, Dominante. So I know he's out there. I got to get him. Uh, <laughs> uh, King is coming. Uh He's, uh, I believe he's been a guest before. Yeah, because there's a picture of him with his portrait and his Briarfest blanket. Look, it's an old stock horse style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's like the 80s, yeah. 80s horse. Yeah, early 80s. <laughs> yeah, and little Ricky Rocker uh, on the uh, Zippo Pine Bar. So we're excited to see all those horses. Um, if Briar's listening, I would love uh, to talk to you about Stephanie Blaylock's little leopard Appaloosa um Goosebumps. Goosebumps. He's a great story, and he would make a great Briarfest guest some year. So uh, somebody over there give me a call or give Stephanie a call directly and talk to her about Goosey and his rags to riches story story from Killpen Horse to Dressage Pony Point winner. All right, and I also wanted to talk about Briar at um, the New York Toy Fair. They have quite the presence there. They have a big booth. Um, the woman that does their um, social media did a little preview with their new barn and their barn curtains. I believe Nichelle Jones did those. She did, and they're wonderful. Aren't they cute? Um, so it, so if you go to um, Hunter Jumper shows, and do they well, do them at Western shows as oh, well? Oh, at Quarter Horse Congress, it's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of dress up your space when you go to one of these big national shows, and you have barn drapes and big, shiny tack trunks and sitting areas and i didn't you meet kaylee quacko and oh, she had her minis there in a we little sure pen. did she has her schmooshy yes <laughs> so yeah so everybody has these kind of elaborate setups for the big show so nichelle fashioned some curtains for the for i believe a barn that's already existent for briar and and it's it's really nice they're royal blue with gold trim obviously because they're briar colors but i need them but they showed, <laughs> yeah, they showed this. They showed um, Thunder. He's now available. I need and, him too. Who is the Broncos <laughs> mascot and uh, on the Ashcore mold. And it was just a really nice, like, kind of pan around of the um, of the Briar Space at the New York Toy Show. Um, and it's on their Instagram. So you guys should check that out. We'll have the link on the blog. Nancy Kelly, who is a longtime hobbyist, book writer, uh, more famous for um, kind of her Hagen Rinnaker books, is uh, she has her own her own label, Fairport Press, and her newest release is Exploring the Model Horse Hobby. And it's kind of a definitive explanation of the hobby from, from what I can read. It's uh, 30 bucks postage paid if you, if you uh, buy it off her site, fairportpress.com. And uh, I'll have a link on the blog, but uh, she she talks about all aspects of the hobby, some hobby history, resources, and showing all the different uh, makers. And uh, I think we get a mention in there, so that's great. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> uh, so check it out. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, we've talked about Erica Ipes before. Um, she had Model Horse Classified up before, and I think that. Uh, there was there was some sort of problem with how that was licensed or uh, I don't want to really get into it because it's because I don't know what I'm talking about, basically. But she has a new um, project called the Model Horse Place, and it's meant to be kind of eBay and model Etsy, Etsy 
and uh, model horse sales pages all in one. So you can do auctions, you can do offers, you can do a uh, point of sale, or you can have a store. Like, yeah, I think it's great. I really hope it will take off because right. Erica's really worked hard on this. And she I has. think it could do so much for the model horse hobby to have this all in one place with somebody who's really dedicated to the hobby itself. Um, and I've noticed um, there's been a lot better reception to it this time, which I think is great. I think it's cynically because uh, my auction barn finally bit the dust right. and artists um, who were not having to pay 20% to Shallon and her husband for using their services now have nowhere to go except, you know, either they're on pages or eBay. Right. So no, I think it's, it's time has come. I think yeah. it's time for people to get on board with model horse place. So I re I mean, and you can cross list to model horse sales pages. And, and I actually think that's a good idea because then you get the cross traffic because model horse sales pages, if you want to do an auction, you can link in to uh, model horse the, the model horse place or vice versa. So, you know, it's just another avenue for you to market your services, have a store, do an auction. And it's, it's it, the, the flexibility with a more modern interface is really nice. So, you know, I urge you guys to check it out. And now Jennifer, let's, let's talk about what went down tonight. So this was actually really cool. Cause it happened on my drive over to Heather's house, which is, it's a three mile drive. So it's like, less than 10 minutes. I'm sitting at a stoplight and my phone starts going off and it's Heather going, woohoo, we did it. 5 million page views on my blog. Yay! Yay! <laughs> it was really exciting <laughs> for me anyway. So Bobby and I like got, like I, and I'm sure Bobby there were other Allen. people, but Bobby and Alan and I got into click wars to get it up there. Like when I, I realized when it finally was in the last 300 clicks, I'm like, Jennifer's going to be driving over while this goes off. And so. I was at Sable in Alameda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what I, what I thought was going to happen was I, I lived in fear because I know you wanted a capture of the actual 5 million. I was like, I'm going to click and it's going to be 499, 99, 99. And then I'm going to refresh it and it's going to be 501. And I was just like, I'm going to scream if it's, you know, five zero 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 or what. But we lucked out and both, both us, uh, Bobby and I got, screenshots of the five billion so. and they'll both be on my blog tomorrow Yay! Yay! <laughs> so congratulations jen uh took a uh, long time it's <laughs> yeah how long have you had that that blog um so from all real points of view since october 2008 so it's over 10 years old just over 10 years i actually started i had one lame post in 2007 that never went anywhere <laughs> but I really started using it in October 2008. I find the 10-year thing such a, a recurring number in the hobby because I, I know I've listened to you and Aaron talk about in art, it takes you 10 years to mature your style and really get good at something. So, it is, so it's interesting that, you know, you say it's taken 10 years to kind of get this, this, um, this kind of well, view, think... viewership of the blog. And I just think that in life, you kind of tend to put things in 10 year chunks. Cause it, it is it's interesting looking at it. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I mean, I think, um, it would be interesting to see wh how your unique page views have changed over the years too, to like visitors. Well, the peak was a while ago, but really, well, and it was, it was really high for the year I had rev. So that was like six years ago and then it went down and then it, it peaked up like two years ago and now we're down again. But, did you tie, do you tie those peaks, those next peaks to anything? I don't really know what it is, to be honest. Huh. I just feel like 
I don't know. Sometimes I feel like that was a really great post and no one read it. And then there's, you know, lame posts, which are my all time most read. <laughs> Poodle horses. But, <laughs> you, know, you know, you never know. You, you I don't know. Yeah. And a lot of it is what also Google well, it was, finds too. It's funny so. with this show, we were talking about how much we love looking at our metrics because I, I was showing her the metrics on Simplecast for the blog and or for the podcast. And, you know, it's the shows that went over the holidays did not do as well as the shows before. And I was like, I feel like we're losing audience. You know, I don't know what's going on. And then sure enough, the show that came out last week, it just blew the doors off in the first week off of the last three shows. So maybe it's just the time of year. Well, and I know I'm, everybody's busy. I, I don't know. But the money show was like, bang. I always feel like that I'm the my primary audience. And if I like <laughs> it, that's good enough. And I try not to stress about it when nobody reads it because I'm like, well, oh, yeah. and somebody always reads it, but it's not that bad. But when the numbers are down, it's like, you know, just stay in my lane, do what I'm happy with. Yep. And it comes around. So. And, you know, what what we see even with peaks and valleys is if you look at it from the, the 50,000 foot view is steady growth. Right. Yeah. So, all right. We'll stop uh, nerding out on, <laughs> on you guys because there will be more nerding out later on metrics when we talk about Namo Paymail. But uh, final plug for the colored shirts. I'm going to roll out the order form in March. Um, so get ready. We're going to have, uh, regular styles and women's styles for mirrors and black shirts in pink, purple, and teal. So stay tuned. Candyland Live in Colorado is the sweetest model horse show around. All candy awards like chocolate coin ribbons and giant gummy bears. The show is all yellow card, workmanship, and collectability with a themed performance division. Halter divisions include Artist Resin, Customized, OF China, OF Briar, OF Stone, Custom Glaze, Minis, Micros, Youth and Amateur Owner Artist. Come be part of the fun. April 13th in Aurora, Colorado. Candyland Live, a yummy model horse show. All right. Hi, everybody. This is Heather Malone Bogle, and I'm with Mirrors in Black. We are at uh, Nay Keller's... Um, Nemo Pamo painting party. We're going into the last week of the contest, and I'm here with Colin Richmond. Say hey, Colin. Hi. So, Colin, you're a practicing artist right now, but you haven't been able to paint lately, so tell me about that. Um, I recently had a third surgery on my arm uh, for my bone, and recently it was a metal plate, so painting is kind of difficult. You guys can't see it, but she has this big, ugly scar. Thanks. But it's kind of wicked and cool at the same time, so. It's really gross. It's really gross. Um, so what do you what do you think about Namo Pamo and these painting parties? What do you what do you think they do for the hobby? I think they help like promote the hobby and like artists, like newer artists, up and coming artists, and really like help and educate people, especially with people who don't really know what they're doing. Okay, and what, how do you think it helps like local hobby, like the local scene? Um, I'd say it just kind of brings everybody together and like you know get to know each other, ask questions. Just get together, you know, hang out. So have you participated in Namo Paymo before? No. This is my first year. This is your first year and you can't paint? Yeah. My horse is almost done. So you're limping along? Yes. So you think you're going to finish? Yeah. He got base coated before my surgery, so... Okay, so what are you doing on him? I'm doing a silver bay on a bouncer. Okay. Yeah, and he just... He's really simple. Just like a stripe and two socks. Oh, really, that's cool. Really simple, yeah. 
So, so um, when you get done with him, what are you gonna do? Uh, I'm actually selling him. Okay. And he has a he's gonna stay local um, with a friend of mine. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah. All right. So I'll still get to see him. Well, thank you very much, Colin. Okay, we're back with new releases. Yay! Woo. As I mentioned earlier, let us know who to follow for new releases. And uh, we added a Tack and Obstacles section because uh, we needed to, because Tack is part of our hobby and it's a passion of uh, both of ours, especially Jackie. And also and we, Jennifer's. And Jennifer, obviously, <laughs> and she's the reason for everything. Uh, but we really wanted to, you know, spotlight as many people as we can. We've been doing medallions and I, I, I realized like, God, we're not talking about the tack people. So, so we have, uh, some entries for that. So in our effort to cut down on this section, which we're not doing this week, we're just going to try not to go over like 20 to 25 entries and we'll see how that plays out. But I mean, we can't spend an hour and a half talking about new releases or can we let us know what you think. We might be able to. Like, is that your favorite part? I don't know. So the first section is OF Plastic. The Briarfest horses. Uh, this week, uh, Diana was released, which is... A Glossy Bay Roxy. Yeah. Glossy Bay <laughs> Roxy. I, like, blanked on her name for a second. I was, like, mesmerized by the gloss. Um, she's really pretty. She is really pretty. And, and Bay is my favorite color. And she's really tastefully done. And it looks super high gloss on, uh, on the pictures on the Briar. Uh, web page and Roxy's a you know super popular piece right it's a oh. she, she's a huge performance horse and she's a good halter horse too she's just a nice horse yeah so uh so she's gonna be an SR she's not gonna be hard to get I don't think so that's great uh the other uh horse that came out for Briarfest this week was the test run for the semi-rearing Mustang and with it, hoof, uh, hoof rubs <laughs> yeah, and it's got this, uh, if you look at the picture, and I don't know uh, if this is a filter they put on it, if it's actually on the horse, but it has some sort of underlying crackle or, or not crackle, that's the wrong word, but like sponge or dapples or something. And then it's got a silver mane and tail. It's kind of the smoke or charcoal color and gloss. They asked for eight fifty for this horse. I don't know if they've drawn for it yet, but um. It's definitely been one of the more interesting test runs that doesn't look like it was a complete throwaway. You know right. what I mean? Oh. And I know there are tons of people that are fans of this this mold, <laughs> the Kellys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting to see if we know if anybody gets that horse. Uh, thunder. And fi finally, thunder, thunder. So Thunder is the mascot for the Denver Broncos. Um, I think, Jen, you actually know or have met the woman that owns Thunder? Well, the Annie Judge who rides him. I have known her a little bit, not well, but since I was 19. So that's going on a long time. We have a, a good friend in common. She's, she's a really so nice Annie lady. So Annie doesn't own Thunder? Thunder's owned by somebody else? No, he's owned by, uh, oh, I'm going to mess up her, her first name, but Sharon Magnus. Okay. So I, I know it's Magnus. I might have the first name wrong. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Thunder's an Arabian, actually. And I always have had the argument that why is an Arabian the Broncos mascot? Always but, has been. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's you know, that's that's cool and everything. I'd love to, I, I would prefer it be a ranch horse, but you know how it is. If it's not Frisian, it's an Arabian in the movies. So well, <laughs> the bad guys ride Frisians, black like Frisians and the good guys ride white Arabians. So, <laughs> so we understand it. Thunder is, is, Thunder is beloved in my life. And he's actually the 
third thunder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. There's been a few of them, and they've all had the same connections. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my I'm from Georgia, and my my whole family went to the University of Georgia. I don't know what UGA they're on, but he's a he's a bulldog, and he's been the mascot. They're on a like UGA 2015 billion. I, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. There've been quite a few. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So run out and get him. I will be buying one for Josh. Hey, hi, Josh. By the way. Josh is down here with us. Hi. <laughs> okay, moving on to resin. Kelly Seeley uh, actually introduced a video of her new micro mini maxi cob. I'm not quite sure what that means, but she did a roundabout uh, view of this little guy. Um, and it was focused in really tight on him. So you couldn't figure out the scale. And then she pulled out and, you know, he's half to a third of the size of Darwin. Oh, he's tiny. Yeah, he's little bitty. Okay, he's really little. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I haven't seen how Kelly's going to make him available, but that you know, it's a, there's another micro uh, out there amongst us. Liesel Dalpy is back among uh, hobbyists. I guess uh, this this Bay Levi is her Namo Pamo horse, and so we have is, a connection here. He is fabulous. She hasn't painted anything in. I don't know, close to 10 years for sure. And this is just, he's, he's so good. <laughs> Makes yes, me he so is. Liesl's a very talented artist. She was, um, I, she's been doing more home art a lot. Like, um, uh, some other, I've seen some other artists go in the hobby, kind of try and diversify. She was doing dog portraits right. and horse portraits and like pillows and blankets. So it's really nice to see Liesl come back on the scene. She's, she's. And she has not lost a step. I know she hasn't. And and I believe you said she's changed her painting medium. Right. This is her first time with oils. We've had one of the things I love about Namo Pamo is we have a lot of professional artists who try new things. And I mean, you wouldn't know it's her first oil horse. He looks fabulous. Well, we're glad to have Leeds Lout. And she's coming out for the show. She's, she's going show? to judge the performance at the Jennifer show in, in oh, she September. Was, <laughs> yeah. She was making noise. She was going to, I know when it is. She was making noise. She was going to come out for Candyland, but, um, I think Scott, Jennifer Scott said she might have a show, so I don't know. We hope she comes to both. But at any rate, I'll be happy to see her. Uh, then uh, Mel Miller. This just went up a couple of days ago with uh, She's Done with Hollywood. And this is so uh, pretty. Yeah. Morgan Kilborn, uh, Ranch Mayor in Red Dud Pinto. It's for auction on, uh, mo- I believe it's Model Horse pl- Place. Place. Believe, yeah. yeah. So Mel is embracing the new avenue. Um, I really love this color and I, I love a good Overo. I think they're so right. striking. Um, really and this would make horse. a great performance horse as well. Oh, for sure. Jen Scott. Uh, oh. She has completed one of her own Levi's as well. It's a, it's a denim. Oh no. Is it Jen Th- That one's Jen That's but Jen Ulp. No, I know Jen that's Scott Jen Ulp. On the I was list. just yeah. looking at the show flow. No, it's Jen Ulp. My okay. My bad. So it is a denim, but it's Jen Ulp. so many Jennifers. <laughs> It's Heathers and Jennifer's the story of it my life. chaos, right? <laughs> so she's done a Levi's denim in a blue roan minimal overo. And I just met Jen Ulp at uh, Kylie Park's Super Cali show last month. And she's wonderful. And her yeah, horses she's are great. wonderful. So it's real, that's a good horse. Yeah, I knocked out a few classes for her for uh, for the micros right. because she was proxying stuff. She's very gracious. And I love her process. I love that she shows every horse that comes in uh naked and then she she primers it and then she shows 
you know, when it's about halfway done and then she shows when it's finished or right before she has to detail it. It's She's really disciplined about it, which I really enjoy. And she's not afraid to show the part when it's not pretty because she knows it's going to get there. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. Or even when she has problems, she's like, well, I have to redo this because blah, blah, blah. So the, the other thing about this, this horse is the ticking for the brone. Beautiful. Like there's really obsessive ticking going on with this piece. And this just, I think, went up uh, tonight for offers or auction. I'm not really sure, but, but, uh, but what, what an accomplishment for her. No, he's beautiful. Yeah. He's gorgeous. Now Aspen Leaf. We, yeah, we can now talk. Now Jennifer Scott. Now Jen <laughs> Scott and her. Has so many things. <laughs> so Jen has like three things out this week and maybe we'll just knock them out all together. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is the Bay Silver, uh, Denim Levi. And he's, He's a lovely horse, and Jennifer, did you say he already sold? She sold him in progress. So, did she really? So he's not so. even available. No, he's not available. Okay. Well, check him out. Uh, we have the link to his webpage, and you can just be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> the other is the Smutty Palomino Leo with the braided mane. Uh, this is a commission, and uh, like I've said on shows before, I, I normally try not to do commissions. Um, just because they're not available, but this horse is just Yeah, you gotta look at him too. He's just like butter. <laughs> <laughs> he's um he's this and he's not even really, you know, when you talk about smutty palominos, people tend to go way overboard with the coloring. And he's just really soft. Right. He's definitely still palomino. It's not like that where you're kind of confused because yeah, the color very, is so dark. Very but... kind of caramel with the darker legs, and he's got the gray mane, but it, you know, the gray streaks in the mane, but it's not out of control. And of course, you know, everybody loves the Leonardo. Um, yeah, he's gorgeous. Amelia Carilla sculpture. So he's, he's, I know he's a commission, but he's just beautiful. Look at that face. Look at yeah. that little, oh God. We're looking at pictures. <laughs> we are, and it's amazing. <laughs> but we'll have the link so that you can also drool. <laughs> and Tadpole. And actually I have a, one after Tadpole that I'm going to mention. Oh, okay. Great. Jen has put up a uh, a solid bay, uh, golden bay, really beautiful tadpole, so full size tadpole, not a mini, uh, for sale. And um, Jen and I have a, a couple of horses with her that I have asked for her to do in just really nuanced, solid colors because man, she just knocks She's those out. She's good of the park. at it. And this this little guy is just he doesn't have any white. And he's just loaded with tonal interest and a great expression. Um, he's a little bit mealy. And I think he's just, he's just lovely. He's just lovely. And he's subtle. And, you know, I, I used to be one of those people, man. I used to want, can we get a zebra stripe, dapple, <laughs> reverse, done, overo? Yeah, all the colors. You know, just put it all on one horse and it's just going to be stunning and everybody's going to pin it. And, you know, in the 90s, they did. But now I'm so much more of a fan of synthesizing these really more realistic, more more subtle right. takes on the equine expression of color. Because, because if you ask me, honestly, I think in some cases it takes more talent. I, oh, I agree for sure. Because you're not wowing no them with, right. yeah, it's not the distraction. So that's why everything I paint has a lot of white. <laughs> <laughs> but the other horse by jen that i'm just gonna plug and i didn't even think about this when i looked at the show flow is her namo pamo horse was her sculpture of a morgan mare the no inhibitions 
the mail. Oh, yes. That she painted. Oh, for, yeah, the chestnut. She Absolutely. did it as an Ammo Paymo horse. And as she pointed out, she has signed up for an Ammo Paymo every year. And this is the first year she's completed it. So, yay. But uh, not only that, whoop, this whoop. is the one that we're going to be giving away at the Jennifer Show. And the only way you, it's a raffle, but you don't pay to, for tickets, the only way you get tickets are by entering the Jennifer show. Are you? This was a question I had last week, and I forgot to ask Miss Scott or Mrs. Scott. Pardon me. Are you still allowing proxies to? We enter? are. We are. We're having it as a uh, a little bit staggered because we give preference to people who are in the show hall. So if you are in the show in person, you're getting five tickets in the pot for the horse. And if you're a proxy, you get one. Okay. And the proxy people, so you still have a chance of winning, but... And that's different this year, right? It was all one-on-one last time, Actually, correct? Actually, last year we did it that way, too. Did you really? We did. Okay. We really... We want to give preference to people who show up in person as opposed to someone... We had a few people who sent, like, two horses hoping Got to it. win. And yep. they would be okay if they'd win. We'd still be happy for them, Well, and the fee them, wasn't but... as much either, right? To proxy. No, it was, they, it was like $10. <laughs> you need to up that yeah girl. yeah yeah girl. we're working on it <laughs> I, my i mean my, i've had people uh complain to me that uh my proxy is high it's 50 unlimited and i don't do buy up her horse but i mean i'm like you're gonna get the same prizes At as somebody prizes... that's paying 85 75 85 dollars to show up and I feel like I have good prizes at my shows, depending either one, you right. know, so. And our prizes that we gave away more than $10,000 worth of prizes in 2016. And we think we're going to double that this year. Yeah. Your so, guys prize pool is so just So come on now, you know, it's going to be more. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Okay. And uh, Meredith Warren, speaking of Namo Paymo horses, there were two people that won, uh, or not Namo Paymo. I'm the sorry. Jennifer the show. Jennifer show. My horses. other brand. Uh, <laughs> God. Uh, so uh, so they had two Rajas. I won one, and I never win at anything. And I won the Bay Pinto. Meredith uh, Warren won the other, which the was chestnut. this beautiful glowing chestnut. We were uh, so happy. Both people were in the show hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so Meredith um, had a mini sale this week, and I think she had like eight or ten horses go up for sale. Horses that she had been, she had painted, and she actively was showing. Um, I don't know. She hasn't marked anything because I checked earlier on these pieces. The little dressage horses sold. I know. Oh, for the sure. little. She had a, a mini Willoughby. Um, he's great. He sold. It says right on. Yeah. There. There's. Uh, oh, does it? All right. Yeah. If you go back. Uh, there was a tango. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Chevalier. he's beautiful. That bay is beautiful. He's beautiful. Keep going. Josh is driving the web page for us. They're minis. Oh yeah, there's names. a there's a Mealy Bay um uh Finnegan like a the draft mini Finn by Stacy Tomlinson right uh Fabrizio yeah Fabrizio and Julia yeah he sold um some CMs on the uh, the Briar Shetland I think that's the G three I'm not sure what mold that is Van Helsing yeah I don't know either yeah that's a uh, that that's a collecta, collecta, right? The Tennessee Walking Horse in uh, buckskin, another Fabrizio. Yeah, so um, check it out. I will have the link on uh, on the page, and uh, she still has some available. And Meredith, um, I don't think she takes commissions anymore either, does she? Well, or she's booked if she does. She is. I I know I have one with her now, but I had to kind of beg and plead. So 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, half of it's wheeling and dealing. Nobody, you know, uh, there's um, Jennifer Danza has f- finished her mini tadpole uh, to benefit Kylie, I believe, who sent, um, I think, 10 or 12 of those out to artists for to her complete Super, them Cali for show. Super Cali show. Yeah. So this is a fuzzy, uh, frosty uh, strawberry roan. Um, and she has uh, ticked it to look like a pony in the winter with a thick coat um, with his mane and tail blowing like tadpoles does. And, you know, it's it's typical, you know, Jen Danza, very soft, very beautiful, very, um, very, uh, cute. very shaded and cute. <laughs> Mini tadpoles, adorable. He is so cute. Um, and in, he, I don't know if he's still available, but we'll have the link. He's, he's a nice horse. What's the name of this horse? It, I don't know. I own it, but I don't know. <laughs> it's one of Maggie Bennett's galloping thoroughbreds that she did for her micro yeah, mini club. I can't remember. One was Thunderdome, and I don't remember. No, this is Thunderdome. Is that Thunder I think she Dome? said it was okay. Thunderdome. So uh, Kristen Cermelli Sur- of KNC Equine Art has done an adorable little I want to say it's Sabino, but I'm not sure what the neck mark I think, is. Well, I don't know with that wraparound face, though. It looks like Sabino. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know when we say Sabino, that's way out of date for what Leslie Gavman would call it, but I can't get in Shh, it's close to, enough. to the W stuff. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm just not keeping up. Um, but it's really cute. And he's. I think his offers are last tonight while this is being recorded, so by the time the show comes out, he'll be gone. Too late. Okay, so... <laughs> so we're now going to talk about some really the last two micros in the show are pairs. Oh. And I think oh. uh, the first one is, uh, <laughs> is Nikki button, Nikki Bio, her saddle Bari and Mark Hab. I want to say Pegasus, but now the, the consensus is that's a proper name. Oh, and I, so, I so like the, the actual Latin name for the species is Terippi or something. It's so Terippi. cute, but I don't even know how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, so she has a one that's very, um, very mythical and, and colored that, you know, beautiful white gray. And the other is um, colored very um, aviary like avian. And he's very hawk like. And they're, they're, and they're so fighting. cool. They're, they're amazing. The only way you can get these resins is if you've been a member of Maggie's club for a full year, then they're your bonus horses for the year. And I'm going to get mine next month and I'm excited. Josh is so. running the pictures past <laughs> us and these horses are about the size of a quarter. Oh, they're tiny. And it just blows and my And they're mind. amazing. Look at that. The sculpting, the painting, it's just all amazing. Nikki Button, O'Neill, B.O., I love you. <laughs> these horses are brilliant brilliant and, and then, finally we want to talk about one of the other killer bees um this is mindy berg mindy berg uh, has done a two set of viking who i do know the name of is another one of maggie's micros um who was uh intentions as a ford she repurposed him as a zebra he's tiny and perfect he's tiny and perfect and look at the detail she did um a lion to go with him and fashioned a little baby diorama for to look like the African bush, the grasslands, and put them together on this. And it's and just so good. This is so good. This is look at look at the tree. I mean, I know that's a backdrop, but it looks like the Serengeti. It's just so good. Uh, you know what what these this new wave of artists are doing in this hobby is just revolutionizing it. I'm so glad I'm here for it. So my last. I have Bray and Buxton. Am I a bee? A killer bee? You are a killer okay, bee. Okay, cool. Didn't know. 
You know, it came about, I was, I just want to tell the killer bee story. I was putting together, I think the second or third uh, show flow ever for, for this show. And I started noticing the trend, Blaylock, Berg, Brock, Button, Buxton, you know, and there are others, Bullock, Heather Bullock. Right. And I was like, my God, there are a lot of artists in this hobby with the last name B. And, And I was like, you know, being a huge Saturday Night Live fan, the killer bees popped into my head, a buzz buzz. So that's how that's how it came about. And, you know, Kylie's part of the movement. And we always joke that, you know, that she's barks so that she can. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to move on to custom. Um, I'm just going to cry about this horse that I will never own right right away. I want it so bad. Obviously, obviously inspired by Sorcha. This this horse is by Amanda Brock of Rogue Horse Studios, named Cassini. It's gorgeous. Uh, thoroughbred off of the Emerson mold with a blowing tail and a turned head all the way around. And this, this just, we talk about subtle colors being done well with this phenomenal liver chestnut. I mean, I, I just can't. I cannot. I, you, t- you talk about it, Jen. I, there, well, there really isn't nothing to say. <laughs> you just have to, like, log onto your computer. And find the pictures because she's gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And um, the mane and tail, Amanda is just the queen of hair right now. She is. It's so good. She understands the physics of it, though. And right. that's the thing. It, people, hair physics is so, so, so important. I cannot stress to you that you need to understand and use references if you have to. But don't just, don't just wing it with, with hair physics. It's, it's, it's a big deal. Um, you know, and Amanda, you know, she's got it. I need this horse. She also did a Darwin, I think about a week ago from this recording that was done. Traditional, traditional, traditional Liposoner names with brands. Yeah. With <laughs> Fabian, turn away. <laughs> uh, done the, the, the traditional uh, white gray with flea bites, um, minimal flea biting the brands with the slit, uh, Siglavi um, uh, tree stallion uh, first name. And then the last name is Levioso, which I find so clever tip to the hat to Harry Potter because uh, he's doing a Levad like Darwin is. So I believe he's sold already, but I just wanted to mention him because he's lovely. Uh, Kristen Stromelli of KNC Equine Art also did a Bay, a Bay Sabino that is very cute. That's probably sold or it's fixing to sell, but he's it's super mm. cute too. Yeah, he's really cute. That's and a I, nice little mold, man. I is, have, I do not his, collect stable mates, no. but that is one that makes me go. And that's huh, Kelly. That's Kelly's Kelly Seely, formerly Savage. The only issue I have with it is if you look at where the 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 hooves are are, are folding over, you can see that the from the pasterns into the cannon bones, it's a little thick. It's not I as defined as it, it could be. But I mean. I know that that's an instruction Briar gives their sculptors, like thicken it right. up, thicken it up, thicken it up. So yeah. So I mean, I otherwise I think it's uh, you know it's a great mold. It's a great addition to the stablemate mold. The uh, face is the really face cute. is wonderful. Yeah. Yes. All right. On to <laughs> speaking of Fabian. <laughs> Can we put brands all over this? Oh, <laughs> you don't want to brand an Okapi horse. So uh, Fabian has you know he's. Fabian is stuck on dapple grays, but he decided to try something else. And he took a um, mini Albi and fashioned him as an Okapi. And it's a really, 
he should look into doing more bays because the bay underlying code is really great. And we saw it in person. We did. At his painting party. And we really encouraged him to not only explore this, uh, this piece, which I believe is still in progress. Well, it probably needs a little more white, but uh, but to look at other colors besides Dapple Gray because he's clearly talented. Speaking of Minnie Albie, Tammy Myrold has one. Uh, she has customized uh, him with a, not a roached mane, but uh, but um, an upright, short an mane. upright like short mane to the point that um, he looks uh, kind of Roman um, in his. Right. He looks like he could be a, a, the colors, what, Manchado? Is that what they call it? It, it looks like a Criollo color to me. Yes, yes. Yeah. And he looks like a Criollo. He has very much has the bone and the, and the upright mane. Like it's been shaved, but it's grown out and it hasn't flopped yet. Um, the tail's been redone. Uh, and it's just this really wonderful ticked and uh, painted, very complicated, very complex coat. Uh, cool and little horse. Uh, it's for auction on eBay right now, and I think it just went up today. So, the other person we want to talk about is uh, Kristen uh, Williams Knee Taylor. That used to be her, or Kristen Taylor, Taylor. Knee Williams. Yes. Uh, talk about this because you've been really following this horse, well, Jen. So, MAPSA, which is the Mail In Photo Show Association that's been around for a long time, has a contest every year where what they is that? model equine photo, photo show association. Correct. Or, okay. And uh, they're having their makeover contest this year. The model is the Lady Faze. And usually they have some entrants and they're nice. But this year they offered a really big prize. It's a Maggie Jenner Bennett sculpture, a traditional sized one. And people are are coming out for this contest. (laughs) I bet. And Kristen Taylor is one of them. She usually works in tiny I, I say too small scale, like stable mates and little yeah, tiny horses. She actually came, remember, she came to the yellow right, card show. And I, I think that was the first time I ever met her. So, but, and she brought these beautiful little pinto stable mates oh, that were just gorgeous. she's got a really good soft touch with the white. And she's never done a full-sized, well, a traditional scale, I should say, custom before. But she chopped up a lady face to make it a trotting performance horse. And it's fabulous. She did such a good job. She she moved Everything, you know, not just yeah, the legs, you but the know, shoulders and the it. haunches and, and put a beautiful paint job on it. It's also her Namo Pamo model, but it's great. Yeah, it's a golden bay with some uh, minimal uh, Sabino and uh, um, I would say uh, Tobiano markings. And since this is for MEPSA's contest, this one will be offered for sale eventually to benefit MEPSA. So this is like a win-win right. for everybody. The, this is a great horse. Uh, the other thing about this horse is that she has... And she does a lot of tutorials. If you're not on her Instagram or her YouTube, um, she's also a really, really great graphics artist. And I don't hand out that compliment lightly because I am one. (laughs) Um, Kristen is very, very talented. Uh, She has documented the creation of this horse from start to finish. And it's just such, I feel like such a great learning opportunity for people that want to learn to customize because she just every step of the way has shown what she's doing. Yeah. She's really good about that. She's an airbrush artist and she's also, she did a tutorial on painting a bay, which I had on my blog earlier in the month. Yes. And it was really good showing all the layers and really how she approached it. So I, we get a lot of tutorials for oils and for pastels, fewer for airbrush. I was really happy to see that. Yeah. And you know, airbrushing gets a bad rap and I'm going to go ahead. Like a lot of people are like, they airbrush. 
Pam Hutton used to airbrush, and she airbrushed everything but white markings. Airbrush is just a tool like anything else. Exactly. And if someone has the mastery of it, they can make it sing. So well, the problem with airbrushing is how it's applied, not the tool itself. But that's the same with everything. Because you say pastels and you go, oh, grainy. Well, not for everybody. Nope. And, you know, no, so you it's know, just it's like that with everything. Out of Shinola. me, when I, Shinola. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, the, when I, you know, much like when I tell people Pam didn't hand paint, Pam did it because Pam started out as a taxidermist and a wildlife artist, and she said she couldn't get the feathering she needed for birds, like she could with an airbrush. And huh. and she had a a wad of micron and showed me she did a whole horse's face right in front of me one time with an airbrush. And she got detail I've never seen people that handpaint get. Well, it, it's absolutely a question of the mastery of the tool. That is something I have learned so much from Namo Pamo. Like everything you say, oh, this has its limitations. No, <laughs> it's all about the artist absolutely using it. Not. That's <laughs> why we time. need people to come so. from out. Like uh, uh, Cam, who's come from the 3D world, right? right. He, he has all the drawing skills in place. You know, I, I, I saw his Namo Pamo horse out at. Um, Super Cali. And yeah. I think this this kid can come in and re- revolutionize oh. some stuff. I He's think. just got to finish that horse because I'm ready to give him a big prize. You hear that, Karen? <laughs> Paint. Paint, boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, last but not least, uh, Amanda Killer B. Brock uh, has a... Now, this is this horse is special. And she doesn't have any bids. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? This is a winter song that she's turned into a rolling, a custom rolling Clydesdale. And it is amazing. I love that he's not flat across the bottom. He's no, still she gets it. Look at the gap between that. his back. I know. I love it so much. Look at, look at, look at the shading on his face and uh, his mane. Again, with the mane physics. I mean, just fantastic. Uh, look at that tail. Look at the top view of the tail. That's crazy. And, uh, I can't. I, I don't think she does a full on top. Does she have a full on top picture you can scroll? Okay. Well, I went bottom view, I guess. But because <laughs> you know, I want to see the feet. It's all relative. There it is. There. I look at the tail. Look at the feet. But look at the tail, too. But look at the feet. <laughs> look at the shoes. It's just cool everywhere. It is. Yeah. Look at, look at the neck. Look at so the, the hair separation. Clearly, you need to go on Model Horse Place yes, and look and at these pictures. And bid on this horse. What is yeah. wrong with you? There are <laughs> two days Heather left. Or else Heather and I are going to have to pull money, and we don't want to do that. So, come on now. I'll just sell Josh. <laughs> won't get much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, that wraps the, the custom section. We only have one entry for China right now. But it's a big entry. It's a Stormwatch that Karen finally pulled out of the cabinet and decided to glaze. It's and gorgeous. It's, it, I'm not, and, and Sarah, forgive me, but, I, you know, Stormwatch has never been something that I'm just dying over. I mean, I recognize the sculptural brilliance of the piece, but he, he just doesn't do it for me. But I tell you what, Karen did an amazing job with this horse. Like, he's roan. He's a bay roan. And yeah. he's just the color. With corn spots. Yeah. It is great. And he looks just so, it's such a good Mustang color. It's it such is. a good Mustang body. It is. It's just I remember great. that frosty kind of roan you got out uh, when you went to South what, Dakota, South Dakota yeah. with In Carol. North Dakota too. So. Yeah. Um, and the corn spotting is right. And, and yeah, you know, great. I've seen a lot of corn spotting that just doesn't. Like the time I painted it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I don't know what you're talking about, but I've, it's I've seen other people do corn spotting. That's just, it doesn't work. And, and I, this is such a super accomplishment for Karen. Um, I believe it's a commission, so she's not going to offer it, but it's just, uh, it's just really beautiful. And so now, in honor of Jen co-hosting tonight, <laughs> we are moving into the tack section of not mine releases. but still tack <laughs> yay you know if you if you <laughs> if i would make something we would talk to... <laughs> about it uh, so let's talk about nichelle jones i who, love nichelle <laughs> you know she is so good i love her she is so good so her ladies we talked about her her drapes earlier for briar uh but let's talk about these saddlebags these endurance saddlebags are are just hilarious or just trail riding that or trail riding uh, they're all the colors of the rainbow um i have been instructed uh to go with uh extreme prejudice at briar west and get a purple one for jackie uh, i want one at briar west i have other saddle bags by her but like who wouldn't want more these are great and i'm gonna so be there she so. has pink orange um kind of an uh aqua green uh, royal blue and purple and there's there's a black one. Oh, that's the old one. That's showing the difference between her old and her new. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, but yeah, those. I don't know if it's just going to be one of each or she's going to have several of each. But they're going to be for sale at Briar West. Uh, check out the blog for the link. Uh, they have uh, drink holders and little saddlebags and stuff that goes over the back and then uh, behind the uh, the uh, cantle and then one that hangs over the horn and the pommel. So it's, it's a really super little, little, uh, she's effort. just, she's so good. I can't imagine the patience it takes to make that kind of thing. No. I mean, I know you are, but... I, I can <laughs> all too well. Uh, so Anna Helt, uh, who's a, a friend of the show, uh, has done a Harris style stable mate, uh, Western pleasure show saddle. It's so good. And it's really good. The fill it almost looks like filigree. I, I can't even. Um, and it's very current looking with its cut. Uh, and, uh, and I would love for you to talk really... more about it because you understand it better than I do. Well, her, I mean, it's not just the design. It's really easy to, to look at the design and be like, oh, that's awesome. But her shapes and her proportions are also really excellent, especially at that scale. Like, yes. it's just, I can, mini scale tack usually sits too high on the horse and the seat is too short. And there's, there's things. They're, those things aren't here. This piece is just great. I have a couple of, I have one Western saddle and one English saddle by her, her and in person. They're just brilliant. She donated some to They're the Jennifer show brilliant. in 2016. And I really got them out and held them on my hand. And I know how people make most tack, but I just looked at those. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we talked about it earlier. Jen has the blog and Jen has Nanamo Paymo and Jen has the Jennifer show, but Jen is also a very accomplished tack maker. English tack is so sought after. Um, I have a couple of pieces by her and I just love them. Uh, so when she talks about other people's tack and saying it's exceptional, she knows where she, where she's coming from with this. She also used to what sell tack. Well, I mean, I still do. No, no, like real horse tack. Oh, oh, yeah. I worked in the real horse tack business for a long time. I mean, she was on yeah. a, you know, <laughs> a circuit for, what, 10 years? Not that long. But then I also was a buyer for a big Western store, too. Right. So right, right. I, I've kind of been on both ends of that. So. So, and, and finally, this is also about um, Anna Help. <laughs> Anna, oh, we want you to good. seek professional help. <laughs> because she, she, she made... And it looks like a black uh, English all-purpose saddle to me. Um, 
in micro size. It's a dot. And I don't know, I don't know what's wrong with her. What is wrong with you, Anna? Well, uh, and it actually looks good. So she has, you know, a baby and she probably isn't <laughs> sleeping enough. And this probably seemed like a good idea. I don't po- know. Postpartum <laughs> craziness. <Yes. laughs> Great job, Anna. Like, it's way really to, good. Way to push everybody else over the edge. <laughs> uh, and so the, our last entry in new releases is Karen Gerhardt again. Um, uh, turning medallions on their head literally and i hadn't seen this until today heather just showed this to me and it's awesome uh running down the pegasus to perry whatever latin name (laughs) winged horse uh winged horse uh wrote she has done a, a long rectangle tile uh with the pov of overhead of a pegasus or winged horse and it's amazing it's 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 the horse with its wings spread over a cloud bank. And I know she's still working on it, but it's beautiful. And it's like nothing I have ever seen before. Um, and the intense detail of the wings and the mane and tail and the, the line of the back and the curve, you can see the feet under it just barely. I just, what it's, do you think, Jen? I love it. Like I, I had not seen this and I'm just looking at it again and I'm like, Wow, the layout, the the whole thing is just really cool. Yeah, it's like the 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 it's it's the golden ratio kind of artistic thing is right. it's very much part of this. And uh it's just super different from anything I've seen. So I want it. It's yeah, I do too. <laughs> and and I it's don't on do her westerly design page. And, we'll yeah. have the link up, so <laughs> just check it out. But way to go, Karen. Keep going. Okay. Ah, all right. Let's move on to the focus topic, which is Namo Pamo. Namo Pamo. Which is National this, Model Painting Month. And this is not a contest. Uh, true. This is not a contest. You're listening to the Mares in Black podcast. Hi, this is Heather from Mayors in Black, and I'm sitting here with Fabian Rodriguez and his cousin Brianna, and we are going to talk about the uh, Namo Pamo painting party that he's hosting at his house. So say hi, y'all. Hi. So um, you're not actually into model horses, right, Brianna? I'm not. I've always been a supporter for Fabian, though. Like, he's always been a collector, and uh, this is actually my first time painting anything ever regarding for the horses so i'm having fun i was gonna say is it fun are you enjoying yourself do you like the crazy stories and everything (laughs) like um so what did you paint today tell me about what what you did to your horses um so i was trying to do like the four seasons kind of thing i was trying to include winter spring summer and fall um i would right now let's just have the basics of each one each one has its own corner um, I was going to go through with the tree with it eventually and add different leaves to that, flowers and such. Um, and then this other one I have going on is just the basic black one. Um, I'm doing it off of a, a show. that I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just a show, a short right. for it. So that's what I was doing tonight. So what are you painting for Nemo Pemo? So for Nemo Pemo, I'm actually painting a morsel in dapple gray. Cause that's so one of, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Double gray has always been one of my favorite colors. And I think that I strive to try and perfect it and try to at least right. advance my skills with it. It's super hard, but I'm really liking it. But this year I actually tried to step out of my comfort zone and, um, 
I did a fantasy unicorn, but I right. I saw that yeah. it was like an Okafi, and it looks yes. really great yes, on a on a uh, mini Albi. Yeah. <laughs> so he kind of started out as a seal bay, and then I added all the red tones to try and mimic an Okafi, the gray face, and then the stripes and. I think the stripes were really difficult, but they actually turned out to be pretty cool. Yeah, it looked actually really precise and really clean. And like we said, the like the bay under it looks really good, the Thank dark you. bay. So, so what's the name of your studio? Al Andalus Studio. And you paint mostly as as a hobby. It's not professional, but you have a studio name, and you hope to sell right. your work one day. Right, right. Um, it's just small. I don't really take commissions, but I also work on Arabian. Um, presentation sets mm -hmm. um, also but that's also just like one of those skills that I've started on and I think that I came, came a long way from when I first did it um, okay yeah. so in your opinion and your opinion as well Brianna how do you think that um, this these types of parties and the promotion of this painting um, event and the hobby serves to um, bring people together and bring the hobby together exactly that I mean that these sort of things kind of is really intimate in letting people into your house, show them your collection that mo most people don't really get to see in the show ring. Um, I mean, all the talking, getting to know each other on that more intimate level is great. Sharing the knowledge that each other has um, at the table together. I mean, it sort of just builds that community, like, because we're really a minority. And I think that... Right. Um, a lot of it is introverts and some extroverts are out there and like when we all get together it just makes it a more comforting sure. sort of place to be and you know and it's we all share that with forces so and what do you think um i think it's awesome that you guys even have these kind of events i didn't even know this was a thing really i mean i know he's always hosted them and it's just i never knew what it was really about right and now that i'm, I'm here and experiencing it i'm like wow this is like a really good community i mean everybody's got their ups and downs of course about the whole thing we are people but um i do like it though i do it's pretty cool that you guys can just come together and just talk about your hobby because this is what you guys like to do it brings us all together yeah. So is the Okapi the only thing you're doing? The uni, unicopy, what are we calling it? The unicopy? Yeah, unicopy. <laughs> the copy corn? Bozo copy corn, <laughs> yeah. So it's on the stable mate, Alvarozo, um, unicorn, just because it's a fantasy, so I figured why not. I love Okapis and I love the pattern. Yeah, Okapis are gorgeous. Yeah, and I haven't seen anybody do it yet, so that's my thing. <laughs> JK. Um, Copyright Fabian. <laughs> Um, so I just thought outside the box and I'm like, well, why not? You know? Um, but I'm also, again, always going to do something dapple gray. I think that's, never <laughs> but doing the Okapi and really stepping outside made me realize that I can actually do something that I'm not comfortable with. Right. So I'm also going to throw in those same colors and do a better bay. Right. And, you know, use something that is just like, I can do this and go from there and advance myself. All right. Well, thanks very much for talking to me. Thank you. Okay, we're back with the focus topic, which is Nemo Pebo. It's not a contest. Um, <laughs> National Model Painting Month. That's it. All right. So, let's let's get into it. Let's um let's talk about why this happened what inspired you what was what was the 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 aha moment 
Well, it wasn't one single aha moment. There were a lot of things that were kind of going on in my head that came together in December 2016. And then we had the first one in February 2017. But basically, I mean, it's the age old problem for somebody who collects artist resin model horses like myself, but doesn't really paint, is that you end up with this whole shelf of unpainted resins because it's hard to find people who take commissions. So that had been going on for years in my life and the shelf of unpainted resins was getting bigger and bigger. And that's, so that's part of the backstory. And then another part of the backstory is that in 2015, I'd had a, a photo contest on my blog that wasn't really a contest. It was just sort of a fun thing I did where I had 10 prompts and people sent in pictures and I did it in February and the response was just huge. And I thought, note to self, wow. If you're going to have a fun blog activity, do it in February because there's not much going on in the hobby then. (laughs) So I was kind of thinking it would be fun to do something like that this February, but I don't know what. I want to do something a little more meaningful. So I had that going on in my head too, and I was sort of looking for an idea. And all through 2016, my friend Karina Roberts, who is a show host for um, Models in the Mountains in California, and she's one of my favorite people, not just in the hobby, but in the world love her. She had been, when somebody in her life had challenged her to paint 52 horses in a year, one a week, which crazy. That is crazy. It was, it was totally crazy. And she didn't do it, but she, she worked at it real hard for a while. Yeah. And I could see her horses were just getting better and better. And I, in my brain, I was thinking like, A, this is crazy, but B, the idea of not spending forever of it, just starting it, finishing it, moving it to the next. There's like a real value here and getting better. Absolutely. I think a lot of people are frozen at the the start. When do I stop? And so, sure. so I had all that going on. And then that December, so I'm looking for an idea for a blog activity in February. Kylie Park sent me an Annabelle medallion for Christmas. <laughs> and I got it. And when I first got it, I was like, oh, that's nice. Kylie's such a great sculptor. Her medallions are great. I was like, this is great, but I'm probably never going to paint it. And I kind of put it on that unpainted resin shelf. But then every time someone painted one, Kylie was putting it up on her Studio Thorn Rose page and going, look at this, isn't it amazing? And like some of them, like Nikki Buttons, really were amazing. And then some of them were like something I would paint. They were, they were fine. Right. But they right. weren't amazing. But Kylie was treating them the same way. Sure. And I thought, oh, well... If I paint mine, Kylie's going to get it on her page and say, this is amazing. And I was like, I want to do that. So I painted mine. I gave myself a deadline. I was like, you're going to paint this in a weekend. You're not going to take forever. You're not going to drag this out. You're going to be like Karina and you're just going to sit down and get it done. And so I worked on it to get it done and I blogged about it. And People said, that's what I need. I need a deadline. I'm like, it's not a real deadline. I just made it up. But and I didn't make it in a weekend. I'm not going to lie. Right. Because I decided to do a really right. Roni Sabino, which was crazy. But I kind of Do you have it. pictures of that? I do. Okay. But um, we'll put that up on the blog. Okay. I'll find it for you. But I did that and I got it done. And I'm not even sure I ever gave it to Kylie to put on her Facebook page. Oh, but really? I'm After not sure that I did. But I thought about <laughs> it. And I thought when people were saying, that's what I need, I need a Kylie, deadline. that's a challenge right there. But I thought... This is something. So I did what I always do when I really have something I need to think about. And I went for a a solo trail ride on my favorite old man horse, Santana. 
And I started out on the ride knowing I wanted to do a painting thing with a deadline, and I came back with Namo Pamo. So okay, so that was pretty much how it went. So I think Kylie and I think Karina, right? And absolutely, and Santana. <laughs> you know, ideas aren't aren't ideas have to be percolated. Ideas don't. I think people think that people are born brilliant, and and ideas, my ideas that I have are always influenced by the people in my life right. and current events and things that I want to do for myself. So, you know. Well, uh, and I should also say that clearly I also ripped off NaNoWriMo, which well, is right. Na- National Novel Writing Month, which happens every year in November. I have never participated, but a lot of my friends have, and yeah. uh, they've always gotten something out of it, even when they didn't finish it. Sure. So that that was in there too, of course. So um, let's, before we get into the history of it so far, let's talk about, for people that don't know, like they know nothing, how does NAMO payment work? So what is the point? Blah. So basically it's, it's a one month long challenge and the month is February because it is a quiet time in the model horse hobby. It's a good time to do things. And you sign up before February 1st and you commit to painting a certain horse, a certain color with a certain medium and you need to do it entirely between February 1st and March 1st. And that's really it. Um, there's a and very the sign up runs through January. The, the, the sign up is in January and you can't change it. Although, I mean, the, let's be honest, the colors evolve. And this year we had one girl, her dog literally ate the face off of her horse. <laughs> and it's I awful. It's funny, but it's awful. Actually, I felt so bad. She'd customized it and everything. Oh, so funny. Katie Young, I like, I feel so bad. But keep, <laughs> keep going with We're your- We're sorry, Katie. That's terrible. But but it's okay because she had another horse that was prepped and primed. And I totally was like, for you, you can change your mind because I saw what your dog did. So- <laughs> um, Extraordinary events. But so other than that, you can't change. And it's really just a commitment. You try to paint it in the 28 days of February. And we have a Facebook group that has a lot of support and it, it's really an active group. And we have, we have beginners, we have professionals, we have everyone on there cheering each other on and helping each other. That's a lot of support and help. And if you finish your horse, you are a winner. You are absolutely a hundred percent a winner. It doesn't matter if it's the only thing you've ever, like my son has participated It's the only model horse he will ever paint in his entire life. And it's blue <laughs> with red eyes. Or if you're Melanie Miller. Lucifer. Yes. It's exactly the same. They are both winners. Right. That said, I love prizes. So in March, people do get prizes, but it's not a painting contest. The prizes are a bonus. And not everybody gets them. And it's more about the evolution of the person and where they're at with their art, right? When I say it's for being awesome, and I don't mean it's for being an awesome painter, it's for being awesome. If you actually are not a great painter but you tried really hard and you cheered on every single person in the group, you can get a good prize. Right. Because you're awesome. Tell me, because um, so, we do a lot of stuff together and we're always talking about Namo Pamo. Tell me about the rules, because there are only three, correct? Well, or is that a Basically, uh, it has to be a three-dimensional horse, a whole horse. So not a medallion, not a bust. It has to be a whole horse, three-dimensional. And when I say horse, I mean really mean any kind of, equine it can be a fantasy horse but it still has to have horse features and it can be a prehistoric horse but it can't be a camel it can't be a medallion it can't be a dog um this year we have someone painting a full-scale carousel horse 
okay. And yeah, you know, that's fine. And we have micro minis. So they're horses, they're three dimensional. And really you have to do it in February. It can be prepped and primed before. In fact, I beg people not to be still be customizing in February is a short month. Well, they can do that on Icy. If they, you know, Icy's now kind of their Namo Pamo. So although it's not a month. But let me tell you, we still have people who are actually still priming now. And I just... <laughs> I said, Kristen Wellman. <laughs> no, no. Her horse has paint on it. There are people who are still priming. And I'm so frustrated for them because this is why I start doing reminders right. in August. But yeah, that's pretty much it. So horse-shaped object. What else? I, I'm See, you got me. I didn't actually... That you have to sign up and then you have to paint in the month. Okay. And that okay. really we're we're very and, and easy. don't and don't PM Jen. Oh well, that is one this year. <laughs> if you have to talk to me about Namo Pamo, send it to namopamo at gmail.com. And I'm slow answering because I'm at Heather's house. <laughs> oh, too bad. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the history and the metrics of the show. What was the turnout the first year? The first year, I don't have exact numbers because it was really just kind of off the cuff, but it was, I want to say it was a little over 200 people. And we had both years that we have numbers for, we've had about two thirds of the horses finished. So that was pretty good. I think that's great. In, in 2018, we had a more official sign up. So I have real numbers for that one. We had 637 horses in 2018 and in 2019, we've have 775. Wow. How many countries? 23 this year and 22 last year. Wow. Nice. And uh, the top 10 has been really similar in both years. It's been the US, the United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, Poland, Australia, Sweden, the Netherlands, Russian Federation, and Norway. You know, that's almost how the metrics, the top 10 for my country shakes out, for my podcast shakes out, but it's Russia's not in there. And, and maybe it's just because they don't understand English that well, but we don't get a lot of Russian listeners. Well, but but the the Scandinavian countries, the UK countries, Ireland, um, Germany, absolutely, Poland. Canada. I have great numbers. Yeah, we in Poland. got great numbers in Poland yeah, too. We there are twenty one people painting yep. from Poland this year. That's yep. like that's big time. So I mean, Germany's twenty six. You always sure. think of. Talk to me about the age range. Oh boy, we have. We have all ages. And this year we started tracking kids, but we did 14 and under because I really feel like a 15-year-old with internet access is every bit as capable as a 40-year-old. So I I have two teenage sons and I respect the ability of teenagers. So we capped it at 14. And we had about 60 tagged as kids. But when I looked at the numbers, there were some people that I know are – a lot older than 14. So I don't know exactly what happened on their <laughs> signups. So that's not a hard number because there were too many. I looked at it and I'm like, oh no, yeah. you're, honey, you're my age. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, entry forms can be hard sometimes, I think. Maybe. <laughs> so. Um, so on the same, in the same vein for the entrance um, and how it works. So everybody works at their own pace, correct? They, correct. they, they, they prime and prep their horse before, hopefully. Hopefully. And then they share with the group. That's the hope. But one thing I didn't say that I did have numbers for was the breakdown of skill levels. Oh, sure. 
And that's uh, this year. Is that something you break out in the entry? Oh, yes, it okay, is. Okay, well, tell me about that. So this year we had first-time painters 78, which interestingly, last year we also had 78 first-time painters. <laughs> and uh, beginners, we had 266 people who called themselves beginners, 208 who called themselves intermediate. And then advanced amateur, which to me is like your work can show and open. This is where I put myself, but you aren't Mindy or Nikki or Amanda right, right. or Jen or 133. And then we had 91 people who listed themselves as professional. This That's year. fantastic. So I really, I love, would have thought that number was way lower. Well, I love that our both years that we've tracked this, that our first time painters and our professionals have been very similar in number. Yes. I feel like we're hitting the whole well, those spectrum. Are growth numbers, which is great. Yeah. Those so are growth numbers. I'm really pleased with that. It's not just a beginner's event and it's not just a professional event. It's an event for everybody. Well, and I, and I think that's something you shared with me earlier that what, you know, what's really great is the, the beginners push themselves period and, and the professionals push themselves into new areas that they hadn't before. Like, somebody trying oil paints or somebody right because you know. nikki button putting oil paints on a horse for the first time ever this year during namo pamo yep but then we also have somebody like chris walbrook hi chris we love you <laughs> who's been in the hobby forever she's never painted a horse until this year she painted one for namo pamo and then <laughs> she was asking if anyone had painted or primed stable mates for sale because she wanted to paint another one fantastic I, that, I know that, isn't uh, that cool <laughs> heather heather jackson lane who's one of my dear oh, friends I got her. an airbrush and uh for, was gifted an airbrush and she has been going crazy she has been such a big supporter of namo pamo she's donated things and she's so enthusiastic i just she, love she her. donates to my shows and she, she's just a lovely person i love both her and her husband jared who else? Who else has been really instrumental just as a fan? Well, hmm. Well, my friend Karina Roberts, sure. I feel like is someone who has really supported me and has also given a lot of donations. Uh, she's got a, a Briar dealership, not a full one, but she's donated so many collectives. So many people in Namo Pamo have gotten horses that were donated by her. And just, oh, and her horse this year. Let me give a shout out for somebody who just. Yeah, she did that Maggie Bennett Palomino Sabino, right? It's amazing. That is just, I love him so much, Karina. Like, I would want to own him. Yeah, except yeah. He's she was saying it was, a, it was such a, we talked about the, the, the corner turn, the pivot. And that was, um, Jen him. was saying what a pivot that was for you with the level of your artwork. So he's, he's um, congrats. But a lot of people really, I have to say a lot of my friends have been really supportive in it. Maggie always gives a lot of donations. Melanie Miller gets on there and shares so many great hints and her process and the things she's doing. Stephanie Blaylock is amazing every year. So many tutorials and letting you see her process yep. and just being yep. really upfront. Also, also two of my favorite people. Also really supportive of beginners and, and also, but more advanced artists who just, when people get stuck, really just getting in there and, and trying to help because there are a lot of people get stuck. We're at crunch sure. time and there are people who are just tired and frustrated. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure. Cause it's not easy. You know, it is people not easy. You know, I, I don't think people are either intimidated or they, they get to the point and they're, they're stuck and they don't know what to do. So, I mean, that's hugely valuable. Well, I always say this, if really the only thing you get out of Namo Paymo is that painting is really hard. And now you understand why professionals <laughs> charge what they charge. That's like still sure. a positive result. Sure. I, I sure. have no problem with that. 
you're like, I never want to do this again. I'm happy yeah, this to pay. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. I have those moments I'm myself. I'm going to go back to coding. So, <laughs> um, so who, you know, at the risk of naming names over the years, not just oh, this no. year, but who are, who are some of the people that you've just were completely shocked by people that turned the corner, people that oh. did something interesting. Um, well, I've already mentioned some of them. I know Shayna Bobbitt last year, I thought did a horse that was just really, she's not participating this year, but last right. year her horse I thought was just miles better than anything else I'd seen her do. Um, that one was really good. And we get a lot of, of young people. I know last year for the prizes, we get a lot of prizes and I want to give them to everybody and I want to be really democratic and just sort of right, give them right. at random. But the really high dollar exclusive prizes, more than anything, I try to give them to young, talented people who are starting out that I think can be really good. For and the I, hobby as, as a whole. Yeah. For the hobby as a whole. And I know last year I had three resins that I gave, three big resins that I gave one to Gretchen Glover and one to... Dana Spencer and uh. one to Hannah Bear, and they were all young and talented. Do you know who I remember from your first year was Zoe Antrobus? Right in in England, she, her horse was really good. Her, Have you seen her horse? It's like year? a bay Fritz. Was the first year? Was that yes, her chestnut? And it, and it was customized by Kylie. Uh, that horse tail. was amazing, beautiful. Now her horse this year, she's doing this really intense round thing. I'm not sure she's going to get it finished, but it will be awesome. Right, even right. if she doesn't. Stacy like, Kianese had that great horse last year with the tail. Oh, uh, the bride. Uh, that was Stacey. so cool. I know. Like, we've had some really amazing horses. Yeah, and I saw she's in again this year. The other one was, and I know um, you said that you don't think this is her real name. The girl doing the Dapple Gray Collecta. Oh, with the Jeannie Lemon. German. Fantastic. I, her, Fantastic. Well, her photography. Oh, I know. Is, is. I've seen it on other pages. She's on Model Horse Gallery on Facebook and some others. Her photography makes anything look good, but this one is like actually really, really good. <laughs> like it's it's amazing. It looks real. Heather and I, before the show, we were looking at the Namo Pamo page and it's, I, I kind of felt like a nutcase because I'm like, oh, that horse, I love it so much. And oh my gosh, you should see what this artist is going through. Oh, and that's speaking of artists who are just killing it this year. They may not finish. Karen Lloyd. With her unicorn, the Kilimanjaro. Oh, she's done such a beautiful job on him. So, yeah, there's just so many. So, uh, so that's great. I, I, I'm really thrilled. Like you're such a mother hen. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very, it's very clear that you. Um, I don't want to say ownership. That's the wrong word. But you're really invested. I am in really the journey invested. of so many people in this contest, and I think that that's not a important. contest. God, she's going to kill me if I say that one more time, and she should, um, of this event. And, and it's heartwarming, really. And, 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 and it, it sounds like a lot of the other people in the contest are invested in each other and their growth. So um, talk about more, because you mentioned some of it earlier about how you give out prizes, but let's talk about it a little more. Where the prizes come from, how you um, decide who gets them. I mean, because I know that you get so much for this. This oh, if event. you could see my living room right now, 
it's it's so bad. But um, no, people are really generous in this hobby. The first year I went out and I was asking, I went to a lot of sculpting artists and I said, will you, I was like, I'm going to get all these horses painted and you should love me and you should send me paintable prizes. And some of them did and some of them didn't. But it was all good. But the second year, I, I didn't have to ask anymore. It's like, and, and, <laughs> and this third year, like, I'm done asking. People just send me things. I'm like, okay, great. Look, more stuff in my living room. But um, <laughs> Jen, Jen's like on the off, you know, when we're just talking, she's like, there's so much crap on my fireplace. But it's, it's like not crap, but it, it's just, I have a really small house, so it's a lot of stuff, but it's wonderful. I have so much stuff that people really have donated, and a lot of it is paintables. Medallions are my favorite because they can- Because they're small. Well, and they can go in a padded envelope, so they're affordable to ship. Sure. Um, because the shipping, I spent more than $2,000 last year in shipping, but, <gasps> but Namo Paymo spent it, not me. Well, no, no, no. Right, right. But still, but <gasps> it's a lot of, it's a lot of money. I, and I'll be honest, I've already pre-shipped a few packages to some hobbyists who don't live in the United States. Cause I kind of would love for them to have it on March 1st. Nice. And a basically empty padded envelope ships for $14 and 25 cents to Poland, Australia, and New Zealand. I can tell you this for sure. So we have a $2 optional entry fee, which of course doesn't cover anything because the envelope's a dollar. <laughs> you ever seen Better Off Dead? Yeah. <laughs> $2. Yeah, that's me. A lot of people are really generous and pay more than that. And then we do have some Kylie Parks, who is just talented and generous. Well, you know, and the joke on the show is that Kylie Parks is not from here. Like, yeah, she's, she's not from Earth. She's, she's amazing. She's either an angel or an alien or angel alien, but. Well, she she sculpted a Namo Pamo medallion the last two years. And a lot of the prizes are the medallion. Right. Last year was a Van Gogh, and this year it's a Frida. And honestly, when you win one of those, that's me saying that you really contributed to the event. Sure. So that's like a really big deal, even though we have a lot of them. It's not exclusive, but right. it's it's a Yeah, I but give when those you're talking about like, seven hundred people, sure. Well, sure. and you only get prizes if you finish. Or unless you really made a huge impression on me. Because I, I make the rules so I can break them a little bit. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but uh, and, and it's price, true that $2 is optional, correct? The $2 truly is optional. I will say it is, if you don't pay your $2, you're unlikely to win a $100 prize. Sorry. It's just the way it is. But um, So people really don't pay the $2? They don't give you the um, This year, I have 77% of our people paid the entry fee. Not bad. And <laughs> and I will say of the people who paid, it's a $2 entry fee and maybe half of them paid $2 and the other people that ranged from $5 to $100. And we had a couple who paid $100. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, I love you guys so much and you're getting, doesn't matter if you finish your horse, you are getting a Frida. So <laughs> that really helps did, us I with you, fun. I gave you something last year or the year before. What did I give you? I gave you a, a resin, I thought. Oh, I gave you that pony. I still have it in my house. It might go out this year. Yeah. Actually, some that of the prizes- That's actually a traditional pony. I know. And some of the prizes from last year have rolled over to this year, because last year I pretty much got to the point where I'd shipped 200 boxes, and I said, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay. You know, there's- there's, but I mean, I think, I think that's wonderful that people are, are that invested, as you are invested, to, to make sure people have stuff. I mean, I think um, it- <sighs> And, and forgive me for using uh, Hillary Clinton, but it does take a village. Like if we're going to grow the hobby, we have to do it 
together. We have to do it um, as as a, a nation, if you will, and help people step up. I, I remember in the 90s, there was a lot of secret secretness about how people were doing things because they didn't want to give away what they thought there was right was their niche and 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 maybe then that was okay but not now i think um i think we need to be more welcoming it's always been kind of a black eye of the hobby that uh we're not we're not really nice to newbies whether it be people that just want to get into the hobby as passive collectors or maybe showers or but especially as artists so so I think that this kind of new dawn of of um, this uh, crowdsourcing art stuff like you're doing and some other people doing is fantastic. So that being said, what what are your goals starting out and how have they evolved? Well, I really just want to get people to paint their own. And I mean, it was really that simple for me. Like the first years, I just want to paint a horse. I want to get one off the unpainted shelf. and it's expanded a little bit now as i've really seen how so many people struggle with i just can't make it as good as i want to and i get stuck and and saying no first of all this whole perfectionist thing when people say well i'm a perfectionist and that's what makes my art really good i'm like no perfectionism is like the worst thing an artist can be Uh it will never be perfect so you're going to get frustrated. And it's frustrated. not going to be perfect the first time you do it. No, it's like perfectionism is terrible. It's it's really embrace what you can do and look at it and say. And learn. And learn. And, and move on. Don't just get stuck painting the same thing forever uh-huh. and ever and ever. Paint it, go to the next piece and take the lessons with you. So it's really to encourage people and also to tell them they're worthy. You hear people saying, oh, I can't believe you painted that because you wrecked it. It's yours. You know what? I mean, you might not have painted it the way I would have painted it, but it's yours. You own it. Don't be afraid to paint it. Sure. Don't let your possessions own you. Own them. And I so I really I want to encourage people to to paint their own and to try new things and to be in different parts of the hobby. And I think you get to meet different people through it. I really oh, yeah. encourage our I mean, it's, yeah. it's goofy, but we have these little teams and you make up your own teams. So this year in NamoPamo, I'm team Jennifer, which I always am. <laughs> so I cheer for everybody whose name is Jennifer, whether I've ever met him before. And I'm also team Colorado, but I'm also because I'm painting a Pinto Pony this year. I'm team Spots and I'm team Pony. And it's kind of good because I end up everyone who has a pony, I'm cheering for them because they're, they're painting a pony just like me. And it encourages people to bond with people they don't know. I Which, like that. So I'll have I'll have Jackie send you some swag so we can do team it might be. You know what? That's a good team for there. Yeah. So and going forward, what we really started doing last year, but I want to expand on is that outside of the month of Namo Pamo, we um Namo Pamo sponsored amateur artist classes at a lot of different shows. Heather's show, which was so Yeah, great. I think that Rocky. was the introductory one, right? Right. It was like the official Namo Pamo. I think that was the very first one. But we we coordinated yeah, with several highly, shows. Yeah. And we gave the awards. We gave the we we sponsored the ribbons, but then we also donated some Van Gogh medallions. And we're gonna do that with the Freedom Medallions this year too. So yep. if you have a show with an amateur owner division. Get in touch with me, but not until this is over, because <laughs> I won't answer your you email answer yet. You. But um, we want to do that. We are going to have a booth at the um, Artisan Gallery at Briarfest, yep. which I haven't actually told anybody that publicly. So that's new news. But, nice. 
and I'm going to be talking to people about getting Namo Pamo horses, a different group on the table every day to show off some of our skills. And oh, I that's want, great. I don't just want horses by people like Mel and Mindy. I want horses by people like my kid and Aaron Corbett's kid. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and I think, um, I think that it's so interesting to me that, um, when I, I did want to do amateur artist anyway, and Namo Pamo and we, because we live close together, I knew we had the, we collaborated on doing the logo or the, the medallions. But what what was great was I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't know what the turnout was going to be. And Kylie it was was already talking about doing Super Cali. And she was like, let me know how that turnout becomes uh, comes for you. Because, you know, I'm going to base what I'm going to do on how you do. And so uh, so when when the show went, I was like, that turnout was great, Kylie. Well, and I couldn't believe it. There were at least 10 horses per class. And here's the thing. We had three Colorado shows that had amateur owner classes last year. It was yours first. And then backwards, Amber Schultz's show. Yep. And then Clash of the Colors, Battle of the Breeds, nice. held by Renee Keller. And all three of them had amateur divisions. There was some were just amateur painter and some were amateur owner, which is what I actually prefer. But sure. Um, splitting hairs. They all had them. And they got bigger from each show to the next. Yes. And yes. I found myself at Renee's show. <laughs> it was the funniest thing because I always like, if you put the division, people will paint for it. And that was very theoretical. But as I was watching the horses go up to the class, because performance was done, so I had time to watch. Yep. And I thought, oh, here's another class I don't have horses for. Why don't I have a horse for this class? I need <laughs> to paint one for this class. And I was like, wow, it's not just theory. It really works. It's working well, and for then, me. You know, it's the template so. we've been following for youth. Too. Right, like if you build it, they will come. So and we they had really a will. Class, and we had three, and then the next show there were five kids, and the next show there were seven kids. Now I think I may have eight or nine at Candyland. So that's awesome. I mean, we just have to keep at it because that's the future, right? I agree. You know what I mean? So, so speaking of that, and I know we've talked about you know the goals of the event and stuff like that, but really from a long timeline. Do you want to keep having it? What are your, what do you what do you want for this contest? Contest. <laughs> Shoot <laughs> me. <laughs> this event, this collaborative event, what where do you see it going? Well, I won't I mean really, this is like my entire month of February. I I can't I'm not complaining, but I cannot overstate how much time and energy I pour into this. Believe me. And I won't be able to do it forever. Yes. Um, I have not got to my the end of what I want to do with it. But at some point I'm hoping I will have someone else to pass it off to who will sure do an amazing job. And then I can only paint. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Cause it is an incubator. It really is. You know, they talk about um, in business uh, entrepreneurship and filmmaking, they talk about having incubators for right. people that uh, have talent and rise to the top or people that, that, work hard and can get there. And and I really, I feel like Namo Pamo is the incubator. It's such for, a great showcase for new artists. For model horse. Yes. And also it's not just a showcase, but I really can't overstate how unique it is that you can have so many professionals. I mean, 91 and absolutely who are looking at your work. And some of them are people who I don't normally see offering advice. They're in there offering advice. Yeah. Um, it's just like, boy, if you're interested in 
being a model horse artist at all and you're not participating, you are nuts. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally, you know, I mean, and, and I, I've never participated and I think I've given a couple of years um, as a donor, but my reticence doesn't come from not wanting to do it. It's, Time. I honestly take stock of my lifestyle and I have a show coming up like a month or so after this happens. I, I just don't think I have the time. Well, but one of these years I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I get that. I don't, I don't criticize anyone for that. Cause kind of the events that are a little bit modeled on it, the national tack month. Yeah. And then I see, I see. Yeah. I have both of them. I mean, I'm like, Oh, it's great in theory. And I'm really glad you're doing your thing, but I'm like, I'm tapped out. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, so, I can imagine that two months is just a frenzy. It It's, it's a lot of work. I mean, I think a lot of people have, you know, kind of said, well, you know, it's just a Facebook group. And I'm like, are you well, kidding? Well, and that's when I think, well, maybe that's how I should be running it. <laughs> you know, that, and that's the other thing. I think um, much, much like this contest shows the depth of the kind of um, commitment and investment it goes into art. Uh, people, uh, I, and I think as a whole as Americans, look at something and go, that wouldn't be that hard. You huh. know, um, and we all as horse people can uh, identify with people saying, well, you're not doing the work, the horses. Right. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. No, it's a lot more than that until you're in it. You don't know. Yeah. It, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a, it is a labor of love. I'm not complaining, but it's, <laughs> it's a lot. It, and at some point my family has been really great, but at some point they're going to be like, we want a different February. <laughs> so, which would be okay. <laughs> but, but I, I'm good for at least another year. So <laughs> Okay, so uh, is there anything else you have to offer, Jen, before um, we move on to hobby events? I, I think, oh, there probably is, but I'm brain dead. And so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, no. it's what, a week away from the end and you're, you're done. I, but I'm doing better than I was last year. Oh, I agree. I'm working this I out. I completely agree. So, um, well, you've got staff now. Do you want to talk about your staff? We you haven't know, talked about your well, staff. Well, my staff is great, but honestly, this year, I think I've leaned on them less. I could be incorrect in giving, but Christina Riley, the first year especially, <laughs> I would have I would have lost my mind. I would have been in the state mental asylum had it not been for <laughs> Christina Riley. She has been wonderful, and it was really Christina and I the first year. Sarah Townsend is the best cheerleader ever, man. She comments on every picture and she is just great. Yep. And this year, Margaret Balch has been in there when I've been out of town and somebody says, can I paint a sloth? She is on it. <laughs> <laughs> she's She's been great. So, I mean, I really, I have to say, and then there's so many I, people I feel are like, and Ann Field is selling. I didn't even talk about that. We have this we're selling painted Fridas as a benefit. We only have oh, yeah, one up yeah. so far, but that's by Christina Riley and it's beautiful. And we have like four or five more coming, but it's great. It's been a little late this year. Ann Field is selling those and she's doing a great job. And, and then we have a lot of people who are just kind of, I feel like unofficial staff members. I mean, like Stephanie Blaylock, she probably doesn't know that, but she's so great and helps so many people. Like in my mind, she's, she's honorary. Why do staff. you think I drag her out there? I try and drag her out for my youth show every year. Oh, because uh, she's having like, a painting clinic that I'm in. Yeah. She's there. So there's a painting so. clinic at, <laughs> at, uh, she's doing medallions at, uh, Candyland. I can't so. wait. 
But she's just so patient and kind. Well, you know, she's a writing instructor and she works right works out of a Girl Scout writing writing facility. And, and you know, she's just one of the kindest people I know. So. so, I mean, I just feel like I have a lot of people like that who just kind of step in. I mean, there's so many people. They're not really staff, but they're staff because they're in there directing and answering questions when I mean, I feel like I'm on that Facebook page 24 seven, but I'm really not. And a lot of times I get on there and there's somebody's like asking a question and then like six people answer it exactly the way I'd answer it. And I'm like, Oh, this is wonderful. Fantastic. <laughs> Yay. I love you guys. Yay, so, staff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll put up the links to what's up right now. Uh, Christina's Christina's and it is on model. It's on model horse sales page. Okay. Um, Anfield has it and it's, it's okay. a beautiful Frida. It's like a silver bay. Silver bay. Yeah. It's beautiful. All right. So we're going to wrap up this section. Thank you for sharing with us, Jen. I mean, I, I think this has been a really great segment and uh, I'm sure you answered a lot of questions people have about the ins and outs of the, the, the uh, event and um, hobby events is coming up next. Woo-hoo. Bears in black. Hi, this is Heather with Mirrors in Black, and I'm here with Nay Keller, who is also at the um, Namo Pamo painting party that Fabian is having. And I wanted to uh, ask her a couple of questions about her entry and how she feels about the uh, event. So welcome. Hi, thanks. How are you doing? So far, so good. <laughs> Pretty much finished a horse in a session. So All right. Good. So let me know what you, what'd you paint today. Today I was uh, practicing different roaning techniques based on the tutorials from the Naimo Paimo group online. So I wasn't really painting my actual horse. I was just trying to practice some techniques before I paint my real horse. So you're just doing practice Naimo Paimo right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> so what you were doing a bay roan? Yeah, I'm doing a bay roan and I was trying um, an oil roaning technique that Heather Bulak demonstrated on YouTube in a really awesome tutorial, um, an acrylic roaning technique, and then a... a pencil with pastel writing technique so what did you find what were your what were your findings doctor (laughs) um i ended up erasing all of the pigment and pencil that did not work for me i just didn't have the hand for it apparently uh oil running sort of worked for me but i don't think i have the hand for it either acrylic running Again, didn't really work either. So it was a three of three fail. But then I found that if you do acrylic roading underneath a layer of oils, it starts to come together. So wow, fantastic! Something. <laughs> so is this your first year participating? Second year. Second yeah. year. So why do you enjoy this? You know, Jen doesn't want to call it a competition because it's not. So um, what is it about this event that you really enjoy? You know, obviously the painting party where we all get together face to face. Yeah, I think it's um, it's actually that it's not a competition, but there's so much information every single day. Like getting those notifications on my phone saying so and so. So like on the Facebook group, every single time, every day, I'm learning something new, and there's not a single time of the year where I learn about all these products and so many different techniques and just get so inspired as Nymo Pyro. Like it's the best month of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what are you painting as your goal horse? What are you going for? I am going for a Bay Varnish Roan, but on uh, a Vallegra model, whereas today. I'm was trying it on a stable mate so it's a lot well, he, he, i saw him he turned out pretty good yeah his, his base coats are coming along i haven't started running them <laughs> and uh, what are your so from from your perspective is doing namo Pemo, what 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 do you want to get out of it besides you know finishing a horse like for me namo Pemo is always about doing a color that i haven't done before or using a medium that i haven't tried before and pushing myself to the limits because for the rest of the year i'm focused on what can i paint for that next competition what would look really pretty on this mold but for namo Pimo, it's like all bets are off what would be the hardest thing you can possibly do and how do you achieve it so so I'm, it's really a way to challenge yourself exactly. and really see how far you can 
you can push your abilities. Right, and to learn, just to learn right. so much more. Because the rest of the year, it's focusing on different things. But for Nomo Plamo, it's okay to learn and to just be learning and to make all the mistakes in the world. All right. Thanks a lot, Renee. No worries. We're back with hobby events and we're back on Namo Paymo. So uh, <laughs> both of us are going this weekend to a painting party uh, there uh, of which there have been uh, several. Oh, Ours is at so Nate Keller's um, in Colorado. But uh, but uh, talk about the parties going on. Actually, that's something I should have said in the last segment, because that was one of the things with the first Namo Paymo that I wanted, but it really didn't get going until the second one is painting parties, having hobbyists come together, not for a show, but to paint and socialize and usually eat desserts. Um, <laughs> and photobomb. Right. But we've had them all over the world this year. I mean, they've had several in London, both last year and this year. We've Fantastic. had some in Germany and the Netherlands, wow. Canada. All over the United States. I mean, the the painting parties have been amazing. And if I ever win the lottery, I'm going to spend the entire month of February just on a plane going to different painting parties because it'll be great. And I want really good desserts at all of them. So, (laughs) yep, yep. But we have really good ones in Colorado. Fabian had one earlier, and on Sunday we're having one at Renee Keller's house, and yep. that will be really great too. Yeah, and that's also a housing warming party because her and her hubby just bought a house. Yes, and it's near Heather and I, so that's great. Yes, the aurora, the, the aurora contention is growing, and we live it. Yep. Uh, coming up in March uh, is uh, we mentioned it before is Briar West, run by Aaron Corbett. Uh, Jen and I will both be there. Jen is leading a halter clinic. Is that correct? I'm a halter making workshop. And then I'm also judging the youth novice performance. Um, And I'm judging OF Mini. So we'll both be hanging around that weekend. Jennifer Scott's coming out. Kylie Parks is coming out. Um, The usual suspects uh, from the area will be there. Maggie Um, Bennett's going to be there. Oh, yeah. Maggie Bennett's going to be there. That's right. Mel Miller. Um, So come on out. That's going to be a great time. And that uh, we'll have a link to that. Uh, Candyland Live, of course, my show is that'll be so fun. April thirteenth in Aurora at the same place the Jennifer show is, Arapahoe County Fairgrounds. Um, and that's going to be a good time. All candy awards except for the um the overalls, which are a surprise. Uh, but I keep telling you, people, giant gummy bears, giant gummy bears. Wow, really? Oh yeah, I hadn't heard that. No, no. I no. talk about them all the time. I've been in my own little universe. Oh, Jen. <laughs> How could you not know about the giant gummy bears? I'm a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's what other... Jackie's like, I'm a little weirded out. Uh, the diabetes show. Yep. That's yeah, the diabetes show. Um, and we're going to have candy bar and uh, pizza lunch salad. We're going to do... Um, and it's limited entry, but we still have some spaces for Stephanie Blaylock's clinic, which shocks the hell out of me. I don't understand it because she told me that Stephanie Blaylock was having a painting clinic. And I swear, what was it, like 30 seconds that yeah, I signed up? Yeah, we supply up? everything. It's like three bucks. <laughs> it's the best. We're also going to have a little swap meet. Um, you can buy a table if you don't worry. Have a show table. And the, the show will probably only go to about two or three o'clock. So uh, you can uh, you can mosey on over and shop as soon as you're done showing. Um, we're also going to, uh, Josh is looking into, uh, the possibility of doing the podcast there. And we're, so we're going to do a podcast party, like a live taping. It won't stream live, 
but it will record everybody there watching. We're probably going to play some games and have a good time. So, uh, so come on and visit us in Aurora because it's the new power center. <laughs> uh, Stone Country Fair. We talked about this before last episode, Matt, about plaid. Uh, I, we're both fascinated by this plaid thing. So we hope there's some plaid stone horses. That would be great. I would love a madras like Arab, <laughs> like seriously. Uh, so, uh, I believe Amy Showalter's in charge of that. So, uh, the more information we get, we'll let you know. Um, and then of course, Briar Fest, uh, is happening in July and Jen and I are driving out for that together. We are. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and we're dragging Jen Scott's stuff with us because she's going to be to Artisans Hall, correct? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So our, our artisans gallery. I don't know. What we are called. loading up the minivan and we are driving. And we are across driving the across the country. And kind since, of midway to midway, but yeah. And since Jennifer Scott's not with us, it's going to be the slow boat this year. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I've never like normally. I'm like a, I'm I'm such a backseat driver. But I had no problem with Jen's driving. No, she doesn't scare me, but she's fast. Yeah, she is fast. We so. got pulled. <laughs> we did. Did I tell you? We I, I remember. <laughs> You guys like practically lapped us. <laughs> Wait, that's right. We yeah, passed you on the way out there. Yeah, Jen's fast. Jen is fast. And all of a sudden she goes cops. And I was like, what? And she was like, we're getting pulled. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it won't be like that with Jennifer Buxton driving. You no, know, it's going to be, it's going to be the slow boat to yeah. Grannyland. Uh, Equilocity 2019 also happens at the same time. They have announced their uh, theme, which is, while Briarfest is uh, the the hero's theme, uh, Epilocity is the search for the Holy Grail. So if John Cleese shows up, I'm going. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I'm, I'm not really sure what the, what's going to happen with that. I'm, I'm super interested. Uh, so we'll let you know when we know uh, more about what that theme entails. And finally, Jen, would you like to do the honors and plug the show this time? Jennifer Scott did last time. Okay, well, I, I didn't hear that yet. But it's on my list. <laughs> February's bad month. But um, no, on September 14th and 15th in Aurora, Colorado, we're having the second edition of The Jennifer Show, which was a really big two-day artisan show for artist resins, customs, custom glazed chinas, and performance horses. And we did a pretty good job in 2016. We were NAMSA member show of the year. But that was like only checking like 70% of our boxes this year. We're, we're, we're going to do more. It's going to well, be a expanding, good show. They're expanding the two days. Um, so it's going to, the, the show went a little long last time. So this is absolutely going to manage the, the time question by having it run over two days. Absolutely. Um, and it's they're importing all the judges. It's going to let us do some th really, really cool things. We're having a traditional performance the first day, but the second day we're having a performance challenge where everybody gets the same new inbox briar to show. Heather keeps trying to find out which one it is. I know, and she won't tell me. I I'm won't so tell upset. her. <laughs> but only Jen, Karina, and I know. So um... <laughs> uh, talk about the prizes. Uh, about the, prizes. the prizes again in 2016 we gave away more than ten thousand dollars worth of prizes and that was door prizes raffle prizes and class prizes and really not mostly raffle but uh this year i think it's going to be more i mean it's it's painted resins it's going to be a full tax set by me and uh has Jen already said this? The mini version of her Annis sculpture yes. that she's Jen, doing. Which Jen is, plugged that the last time, but it doesn't hurt to plug it, it again. It's amazing. Um, 
it's really I can't even say the prizes. I, I have a pile of talk these about the ribbons. Even my the ribbons head. are oh, they're going to be medallions, just just like, like Super Cali. It's just like Super Cali. We've got Jen is sculpting some of them. She's sculpting a mur, which is a horse she used to have, and then Santana. I said my old man horse that I do my best thinking on. He is going to be in the prize pool. Kylie is sculpting medallion for us. I mean, the prizes are going to be crazy. And we're also just having a little kind of secret special one that I don't think we're quite telling people about yet, but it'll be really nice. Um, Sarah Mink is also there. Is that correct? That's right. She's going to have the, her, uh, her vintage show, which I'm blanking on the name, a vintage, a good vintage, a good vintage. Thank you. One day. And she's going to have medallion mayhem the second day. Um, we're we just we have a lot of stuff. Yeah, planned. it's going to be a really. It's going to be a really great show. And one of the things by having it on two days, we're trying to have actually shorter class lists each day, so yes. people can really it won't get to that frantic. Oh my god, we need to speed up so we can get out of the show hall, so that we can really everybody can have a great time. Last time we did a potluck with our um, our local group. That if you brought food. You got raffle tickets. We had so much food in that show hall, even though it went yeah. late. Nobody yeah. got hangry. We man. Just say, yeah, it was it the same was way at Rocky Mountain. Is. So Nuts. much food. And it was really great. So, you know, we're just really not only wanting to have it be the best show, but we want it to be the most fun show. Yeah. We're really dedicated to both. Talk of those about things. the judges. Talk, tell oh. me, you've got a great judging. Lineup. Oh, we have. Oh, the judges are amazing. We have Liesl Dalpy, who we talked about earlier. Right. We her. have Kylie Parks. Woo! We have Amanda Brock. Oh, yeah. We have Sarah McKevich. Yep. We have Barb Ness. Yep. We have one more person, and I'm blanking because I didn't realize I was going to have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and this is terrible because I know it's somebody really. It's Mel. Just, Mel Miller. Oh, my God, Mel. I'm so sorry. We have Mel Miller. Mel-y-mel. And then Leslie Kathman's going to be judging the Medallion Mayhem. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, no, we've got a really good, really good group. And just borrowing from you and from Kylie, where you had the best in show that you judged. Yeah. And then Kylie had... People's Choice. The People's Choice. At the Jennifer show, we're having Jennifer's Choice. I think that's fantastic. So we will have that. We'll get to at least judge something. Well, and not to be uh, narcissistic, but... uh, Sarah was Minkevich Bronick was great and has offered the mirrors in black um our own uh awards for her stuff so that's going to be for uh good vintage and uh, medallion mayhem so that's going to be great and and actually too all going along the line with the Jennifer's choice the kind of special medallion let me just say that Jen Scott and I cuz we're not judging at our own show but we will both have our pockets filled with them so that when we see something we really right. like we can reward right. it. So, so I, it's, you know, we want to talk. Um, I, I went back and forth, actually. I know I said earlier in the show that we we're going to do the new customizers next week and we probably will, but uh, it was a toss up between that and destination shows, which think- we're going to do one too, because when we did the survey about what people wanted to hear, the first was judging, obviously. But the second two that were tied up were destination shows and the new customizers. So if we don't talk about it next time, it will definitely be the show after that. So, um, so it's, it's real, it would really behoove people to put the time and effort into making, I mean, I don't think we're at a point anymore where he goes to shows just to nan qualify. I don't think that's where we're at anymore. It's about 
camaraderie. It's about sharing. It's about coming together and admiring each other's artwork and collections and and not overstressing your entrance so they're running around like chickens with their right. heads cut off. And I think when you were just going to a show to Nan qualify, that show was a means to the end. Yeah. With the destination show, it is not a means to the end. It is the end it's is the in end. that show yeah. hall. And I really actually I, I'm a big fan of destination shows. I've now I've held one. I've gone to one as a, a ten, as a shower, and I've also judged at several. Right. And I have some really strong feelings on what makes them good. Right. And I'm hoping I learned, you know, we had the Jennifer show and it was really one of the first destination shows I'd been to and I was holding it. It was the first show I'd ever held. Right. Briar West was we kind of really my introduction to, because Aaron right. had Monday fun day after the show right. was over. And that was kind of like, you know, you can make your show more than this, just the show. And so when we did Rocky mountain, obviously, and the, that was so much fun. We did Monday fun day and we went to, you know, uh, Denver Museum of Nature and Science. I t we went up to everybody, went up with everybody to the mountains and had a great time up right. there. And so, yeah, that was, th I think, you know, when it, when you tack those things on, it makes it special. Well, and I think we should do that because I know when I've gone to shows and just flown in and judged and flown out. Right. Like I did for Trixie one year. And I, it's the only time I've ever been in New York state. And it was Albany. It wasn't New York City. But right. when people are like, how was New York? I'm like, I don't know, man. I saw a hotel. Right. <laughs> right. I saw a ballroom and a hotel and then I went home. Pretty much. Right. And it's like, I don't want to do that. I want people to actually right. see that. And then there's, you know, when we when I went to a Midwinter Nights Ball in Austin, Texas, they didn't have activities, but Aaron and I kind of made our own. So yeah. like, I, I yeah. was like, this is, this is something to add in, especially if you're at a great place like Colorado. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, like we, that's one thing we didn't do the first time in the Jennifer show, but I definitely want to have something because it was so much fun at your show. Right. And, and, and I definitely want to add that in. We kind of had a, we, we kind of, excuse me, we kind of had, um, that at, uh, Scottsdale because Jackie and I are like, we're going to, even if it's not a destination show from the show holder, we're just going to bum around the next day in this city because Scottsdale was interesting. Right. And then I bummed around with Maggie the day after that. And it was super fun, you know? I so, think, I think so that's yeah, I mean, I, you know, I mean, maybe it's a, it's a function of age, but I just think there's so much more now to showing than just showing up, you know, winning your ribbons, winning and your ribbons cards. and going home. Right. I agree. I, I want the whole experience. Like, and honestly, at these big shows, it takes, it takes a lot of chops to win. I have a really yes. I have a really nice collection. I love the pieces of my collection, but could I go to the Jennifer show and win in anything but performance? Probably not. <laughs> so, you know, it's it, so if you want to get me right. to go to a show, you've got to offer me something other than being beaten by people who have sure, and amazing and, collections. I'm not envious, well, right. a little bit, but you yes, know, Barbness Right. I and Liz LaRose and <laughs> you know, let's we yeah, know who they are. We know so. who we in the apocalypse whose collection we're writing. <laughs> um I, I, you're absolutely right. And I think um, you know, and again, you can't ever, you know, you never know. It's an opinion. You're paying right. for an opinion. So I you know. You never say never, but right. if you're gonna be realistic, if you go in with the expectation I have to win to be happy. That, you're already <laughs> you've already lost. Right. I totally agree. Yeah. All right, so uh, so that's great. We've talked about the hobby events, and now it's time to close the show. Oh, 
<laughs> Candyland Live would like to thank the donors to the show. Jennifer Buxton and Namo Pamo, Wendy Ward, Kylie Parks and Studio Thornrose, Nancy Dement, Barb Ness, Stephanie Blaylock and Brushwork Studio, Jennifer Scott and Aspen Leaf Studio, Margaret Balch, Nay Keller, Julie Matz, Angelo Zunick, Carol VM and the Arvada Family Farm, Lori Green, Elena Lem, and Lemonade Live, Lindsay Diamond and Diamond Fibers, Colin Richmond, Melissa Addison, Trisha Singer, and the Model Horse Value Guide, Karen Gerhardt and Westerly Design, and Nikki Button. If you would like to donate to the show, email Heather at heathermalone at mac.com. Candyland Live, a yummy model horse show, April 13th in Aurora, Colorado. All right, we're at the end of the end. We're going to close the show. Thank you, Jennifer, for joining us. This has been great. You were an awesome (laughs) co-host. You're welcome. It's been fun. Uh, We just want to plug, as usual, for sponsors and shout-outs. Give me... uh, Give me five minutes of your time and your, you know, email me at info at mayorsandblack.com and I'll send you a, uh, I'll send you an ad sheet and we can talk about the possibilities. We can write an ad for you. You can send us something pre-recorded. It is up to you. As I mentioned earlier, we are always looking for mentors and mentees for our, uh, our, uh, initiative to get more people involved in the hobby in all aspects, tack making, showing, judging, art, just being there like (laughs) you know doesn't matter your age gender color creed religion we we take everybody so let me know if you want to get hooked up with somebody or if you want to help somebody else out um and finally uh the final plug on the colors i'll get the colors out in march um so start saving your pennies so everybody can be in briar fest in our colorful shirts yay Uh, and once again, thanks to Jen for being my co-host. Uh, Jackie will be back next week. It will probably be the new customizers, but it might be the destination show. So, uh, everybody enjoy the rest of February. Finish your Namo Paymo horses. Paint, 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 paint. <laughs> and, uh, thanks for joining us. Say bye, Jen. Bye. The Mares in Black Podcast. Created and hosted by Heather Malone and Jackie Rossi. Written by Heather Malone. Produced by Heather Malone, Jackie Rossi, and Joshua Wessner. Edited by Joshua Wessner. Engineered at Two Ton Studios. Fulfillment Enforcer, Jackie Rossi.